everybody. Welcome to episode number 72. I'm AJ of Fanatics 4. I'm joined by Max of Loot Pots because Parker's dead. Rip Parker. You know what I mean? <laughs> Miss you, Parker. Um, I mean, hey, speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> no, JK. Um, anyway, housekeeping stuff. You can support the channel and help us make more cool stuff more often by going to youtube.com slash fanatics4 and clicking that join button for $4.99 a month. You get loyalty badges, you get gaming time with us, you get free switch keys from time to time. You get, you just get, you know, some love in your heart and a place in ours, you know what it I mean? It makes you feel good, doesn't it, to, yeah. to, be, to be a part of something. Right, right. Also, if this is more your thing, you can support through Twitch Prime because that's a. we're going to get to that, though. You're, you're um, doing it now, right? You're doing it. You've, you've got we'll, Twitch working. We'll get to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can support through Twitch Prime. We have Amazon Prime. That means you have Twitch Prime, like Amazon to your Twitch account, and you get to get a free sub. You give us money at no cost to you. It's just all of Jeff Bezos' money because he <laughs> just has... He, so he has got yeah. enough to spare to support yeah. Fanatics 4. Right. That's, yeah. Right. But you have to tell him that that's where you wanted to go. So <laughs> let him know. You know what I mean? Okay. That's it. How you doing, Max? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to be back on. Um, I, I'm, you know, obviously deeply heartbroken by the uh, tragic loss of Parker. Rip, dude. And yeah, he's he's in our hearts, not for long, but he's in our hearts and our, and our thoughts. Not for long. <laughs> I'll, I'll forget. I'll move on next week. You know, but Fire Emblem's here, else. so you'll probably forget because of that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rip yeah I've actually just had to, like, pause pause that to do this. I was, like, actually on my first big battle, and I was like, oh, 9 o'clock, time to... I was just playing Smash Brothers, dude. Of course I you were. killing time. Uh, speaking of that, we're we're on hold as far as, like, the little opinion that I was going to have for Fire Emblem. I mean, obviously, we're still going to talk about it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I've been talking to Nintendo to see if they're going to send it or not. And they're like, we don't know yet. <laughs> so oh, really? Yeah. And which is weird because usually if they're not going to send it, they're like, nah, I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. And that was Parker was taking it, wasn't he? Because he was going to do right. a video on it, right? Exactly. So he hasn't got it either. He's just waiting. Right. So I think he what he was going to do is he's going to wait until because I said maybe we'll get confirmation one way or another by the end of the day because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just how it works. Um, I forget it came out, came out today, didn't it? It's not it's in my head. It was like it came out a couple of days ago, and I've got to it late or something because my copy arrived yesterday, and I'm just like, going, yeah, I can't play it. I'm busy. Yeah, no, um, you got you got it early. <laughs> um, but uh, no, so waiting on that to see what they're mm -hmm. going to do. Either way, I mean, it sucks for Parker because yeah, I was just going to mooch off of him regardless because <laughs> I'm not going to play it that much. So I'm just going to lo log on to his account and play it through that. He needs to come up with a new idea for a video now as well. That's gonna—he's gonna. He's gonna rack I mean, he's going to play the game anyway. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they don't send it, I think he's going to buy it. But um, I've never but, played a Fire Emblem game, but I'm enjoying it so far. What's going to What's going to suck for him is the inevitable when he's like, you know, I forget it. I'm just going to buy it, and then they email me the next day. <laughs> that's <laughs> what. That's what would. Suck. That's how. That's, that's, what's that's how it works. Yeah. That's, um. That's so I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in and uh, and do the do the park a bit. What have you been playing, AJ? Other than Smash I've Bros. been playing uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Other than Smash, yeah, Bros. yeah. Mm -hmm. we played some Marvel Ultimate. We have played some Marvel Ultimate. In Alliance. fact, yeah, yeah. We, uh, did, uh, the, we did a whole mission, didn't we? The first plan was to have Will on, but Will has responsibilities. A ton of them, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've none, luckily. No zero. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't cool. Will's too old, you know. He's, <laughs> he's thirty, so you know. He's in the same category as Parker, where it's might as well be ripped. You know what I mean? Rip. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Be on the podcast, it doesn't exist. So yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Please don't hate me. No, it's fine. He doesn't know who I am. Actually, thinking about it, so it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> He'll hate me instead. Uh, but yeah, so we're gonna have. I was gonna have his comic expertise, but I don't know. You sound like you know some stuff about the comics from when we were playing the game. Um, so, I don't. I don't. I'm not really not a big comic book fan, but like mm-hmm. as someone that that grew up, like I'm sure a lot of people our age did, enjoying um, you know the X Men cartoon, the Spider Man cartoon, right. uh, and they did the crossovers and things like that. Um, it's the kind of thing that until. You know, we haven't really had that more recently with the MCU because they haven't had the big Spider-Man, they haven't had the X-Men, they haven't had, you know, all these other characters that aren't just, you know, the ones that we know, the Avengers that we know. So it's really cool right. to see, you know, not not like in the MCU where there's like a, these characters all meeting for the first time, like in Infinity where all the characters met for the first time, they had all their quips of just meeting. Right. This is like years down the line and you've got like all the x-men know all of the uh, inhumans they know all of the avengers you know the fantastic four are in there somewhere and it's cool to see them all interact and they're all at, you know there are x-men uh what's it called x x-men academy or x academy whatever it's called yeah, yeah got, that's you know, the beast is there and magneto's there and there's just like a, a swarm of what they call the big um robots what they called I don't know. I just know they look like Transformers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the big robot. Oh, yeah. It's just cool to see them all cross over, which I think, um, yeah, it's good. If you're not into comic books or superheroes or thing like that, I'm not sure where it's going to be the game for some people. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to, to be in that category of people that just straight up don't care, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just huge now, isn't it? the biggest movie ever, apparently, is Avengers yeah, yeah. Endgame, yeah, so... Yeah. Who's not a comic book fan? And Spider Man just hit like a, a billion as well. But yeah. Spider Man sort of its own. Category. Yeah, Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man. You know, I mean, granted, it's the first Spider Man movie to ever do that. So. Yeah, was it? Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, oh, I think the, the second highest is like high eight hundred millions, low yeah, nine hundred. Yeah. So close. It's a damn good, damn good film though. Right. But I think things like that, that film coming out, in game being huge, I think they have what what is pushing the game because the game, I mean, what, it got like a seventy-five Metacritic, so mm. obviously it's not the be all end all, but but. It was almost a lukewarm reaction. Like people either really liked it or they were a bit like, nah, yeah, this is all right. I think Eurogamer were, were quite harsh on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's being it pushed like, by these films. Right. And also the fact that it launched in the midst of Comic Con, of San Diego Comic Con. Yep. And, and after that panel, then everybody's like, man, I got to get some Marvel yeah. stuff. You know, they're like Marvel gotta... Knights, they're going, here's some two, three new uh, X Men. Here's all these costumes and stuff. It was like on the, you know, it was on the. Tip of everyone's tongue, it's everyone's right. brains. They were just like, "Okay, I'm gonna go out and buy this game that's just about to launch." Yeah, and it's funny because um, we had a couple of discussions where it was like, "Does it seem like they're not pushing this game enough?" Yeah, and it, they yeah, were yeah. just. It seems like in this case, they were like, "We don't need to." We're like, yeah. "We don't. We don't got to do it that." Will push it. Other things are pushing this game. Nintendo don't have to do it through right. their Twitter account. Which, you know, I am. I mean, I eat my words a little bit on that because I did say. Um, oh, you know, it's just like they're ignoring this game. They're not really giving it a fair chance. But actually, you know, the post-launch uh, numbers have seemed to be pretty good. I think it's like it was like second in the United Kingdom, which is fairly good. Um, someone, I can't remember the guy's name on Twitter, who said that it was like it massively exceeded his expectations. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, he exceeded his expectations. Um, so it's doing pretty well. Yeah. And, you know, he said um, it was like in the realm of the second game, which yeah. is impressive because the second game was multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, this is just a single platform game. It's good. This, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, I got really frustrated yesterday and actually rage quit the game. Not rage quit, but like I was like, after this, I'm going to turn it off. Because how far are you going? Are you on Doctor Strange? Past there, just past there. Okay, all right. You know when you've got like the rocks and you're holding the rocks, and you have to like break down the barrier before Dormammu. 
spoilers mm-hmm. for anyone that hasn't played it but like that bit when you have to hold the rock and then you have to get hit enough times with by the beams that the rock powers up yes but because i'm focusing on that i'm not focusing on the enemies and all the enemies have the the stat the um what they call the the, the um you know the stamina bar that you have to knock down mm-hmm. to, to stun them right 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 so you know the the npcs my computer characters aren't doing anything mm-hmm. with cpus they aren't really they're just sort of like you know people a little bit i'm trying to not get hit by things that are going to break this it took me three attempts and after i was like i'm not gonna do that anymore because it's just frustrating i'm not having any fun like all three of the other guys are dead and it's me on my own just running in circles trying not to get hit as wolverine holding this rock it's like please someone should have been with this rock so i can break through this barrier otherwise i'm just gonna have to start again this game is 100 like a co-op thing for me now i played it a little bit um before the stream the first stream that i did yeah. And I was like, this is fine. And then I played it with Bob and Will and Parker on the first stream that I did. And I was like, oh, okay, this is how I'm playing this game, multiplayer. Yeah. And then I did another stream, and then I jumped in your game. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I have no reason to play this by myself it's now. Too well, boy, you're international. Yeah, like, I, I thought the same. Like, playing it in co-op with my girlfriend on the same console, I hated the camera. It, it didn't mm-hmm. take long for me to be like, can we, like, stop doing this? Because I really hate this. And then when I went on with you, I think I watched a bit of the stream, I... I it was really late for me, so I sort of caught a bit in the morning. Um, mm. And I was like, this looks really good. Like, I think it was from Bob's perspective, him just yeah. running around as Spider-Man, and you guys all doing your own thing, and then you're coming together. And I was like, this is how it should be, not like the CPU just running around going, okay, I'll be over here now. And Yeah, because they kind of just follow you. They're not doing yeah. their, their own thing. They're just like, oh, okay, we're fighting this guy? All right. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing the other stuff that I got to do. <laughs> I'm doing what you tell me to do, and you're yeah. telling me to do what you're doing. So. And Will's video, I think, touched on a lot of things that I maybe have some problems with the game like the camera's one of them and the, the, the combo system is another one where you have to be stood right next to someone to do the combo thing but also when they activate theirs you have maybe half a second to press a mm-hmm. when they use their attack because we had that trouble yeah. we couldn't break that box yeah and i was like why don't you try pressing a and um we did yeah, a whole thing we tried leveling up the attack <laughs> we tried it was it was i went back i went back after i came up with you i was like i'll just i'm not gonna be able to sleep if i can't I can't break that. So I went back in and I just did it first time. Broke, broke both the things. Because I don't know what it is about. We can't do it together, but I can do it with the computers. So, But that's weird because we did that. Well, this part of the game I did with uh, OK Beast. Um, oh, okay. And we did it. It was no problem. It was just no. like, hey, you got the thing. Oh, yeah, I got the thing. Okay, let's go over there and do it. And it was just done. So, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's me that can't do it uh, right. Maybe you, you, you it messed it all up. You, you ruined <laughs> everything. Um, but the other thing for me that... I don't see a lot of other people complaining about, so maybe it's just me. Is I don't like the fact that you can't lock on to enemies. Yeah, when you use the the L, um, what they call the big L and R attacks, the big the manic attacks, I don't know what they're called, and everyone yeah. activates theirs. If you activate yours and you're facing in the wrong direction, you're kind of locked into that because you're right. not locked onto the character, so you end up just as Wolverine. I play a lot of Wolverine, just just slashing wildly in the middle of nowhere. All the enemies are behind me. I'm like, nah. Why yeah. can't I be locked onto a boss or something? And just regular <laughs> melee attacks. Like, I'm just sitting there trying to hit a guy, and mm-hmm. I think I'm in the right direction, but it's like, nope, nope, nope. You yep. thought you were pointing south. You're pointing southwest. <laughs> it's like, ugh. <laughs> I'm fire, you're firing the Unibeam off in the middle of nowhere, or, you know, yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, it's not... It's it's a bit frustrating, but, I mean, it's 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 a game that's being driven for me by... The fact that I like Marvel and I like comic books, and it's just exactly. cool seeing this. Like the whole the whole Avengers Tower thing, when you're on top of the tower and there's Ultron there and there's Ultimo there, and they're all like talking on each other. I was like, this is really cool. Right. Like this is really, you know, this is like it, feel like, it feels like an MCU movie. It really does. Yeah. Like the, yeah, the humor yeah. and all that stuff. 
it just really nails that and then also it introduces a lot of the like comic universe Mm -hmm. stuff um which i mean is only separate because of you know film rights and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. so it's like oh we get to see how the x-men interact with spider-man and like yeah yeah it's a little bit hit and miss like i just did the uh, mission on the moon with the inhumans and it was a dull so dull it wasn't i don't know who they are i mean i know who they are but i don't know know the series i don't know anything about them so like i'm meeting all these characters and like they're introducing someone i'm like this could be anyone i have no frame of reference for this it's not like i'm like oh there's black panther oh there's you know the other um but it was just a dull mission it was the enemies were dull the boss was dull the story bit was dull and then they were like okay we're off now we're going somewhere else and i was like that there's literally like you're literally walking you do one bit you fight somewhere, you walk somewhere, you fight somewhere, you walk back, you do a boss, and then you go. And there's no secrets to find, there's no rifts to find. It's like it's a weird stopover. Like that could have been like a hub or something. Like mm-hmm. the game could probably benefit from a hub, actually mentioning it. It'd be, you know, instead of going from chapter to chapter, it'd be cool if you could be in Avengers Tower permanently, and then you go right. to like teleporters that take you to Wakanda or they take you to Dark Dimension or, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Rather like, than like Lego, um, a level sort of deal. Yeah, like the Lego. Uh, Star Wars games. Remember the Lego Star Wars games? Yeah. I haven't played any of the other Lego games. It might be the same. Like you're in the the cantina mm-hmm. and you go into each area level to level and there's secrets to find and there's things to do and you can, you know, spend time in there upgrading your characters and testing characters out and things. Whereas you really have to sort of go into the chapter of the infinity to do that. And it'd be nice to have a hub. But um I mean the game's out now. Things things are gonna happen. But I'm, I'm having fun. It's fine. Yeah. I'm enjoying it's, it. It's it's a lot of I mean that's obviously the question on a lot of people's mind. Like, is this game worth it? It's yeah. worth it if you like Marvel and you're fine just like playing a game that's for really dumb fun. It's not yeah. like uh taxing mentally or anything like that. Like you're not gonna sit there and be like, Oh, this is challenging in any way, shape, or form. Uh it's just dumb fun. It, it's lucky for me as well. I didn't have to buy it. Um mine was hashtag product provided by girlfriend because it's my birthday, <laughs> so I I was uh you know, I've been enjoying it, and uh, I think I think even if I bought it, I would still would have enjoyed it. I still yeah, would have had I, st- it. I mean, I still would have bought it, and that's generally my policy because hashtag free product provided by <laughs> Nintendo. Um, like that's my policy with, especially Nintendo. If I'm going to accept a code for something, like it's only going to be if I would have bought it anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm only a, accepting it to make a video about it, and I'm only going to make a video about something that I care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes so, sense. Uh, I think that says enough about it, you know? Yeah. And some people just assume that, like, oh, freeze, free, so that means you don't really have to care. It doesn't matter as much. But for me, it matters that yeah, I yeah. at least care on a base level because not every code I'm going to get I end up actually liking, but I at least had enough interest that I would have bought it to see if I liked it anyway. You know. Also, my knowledge of how you know companies like Nintendo give out codes is there's there's a pot, isn't there? There's only a limited amount of codes. Mm-hmm. And if someone that genuinely does enjoy the game that maybe is lower down the list might get to enjoy it. If you say no, I don't want that, then someone that actually wants the game lower down the list and you gets it. So it's probably a bit bit fairer as well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly how it works. Um, what else have you been playing then? Is you just smashing that? Just Smash Brothers, man. I've been playing it a little differently as far as Pokemon Trainer goes. I've been forcing myself to just use Squirtle because I want oh, to get really? better um like i was playing earlier today and I, like uh, i was playing with my uncle who's 
he's my uncle but he's bob's age you know so oh, it's okay. not like it's, it's not like what your uncle plays smash Bros. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah i was playing with him and he would just straight up be like all right you got to change back because like i would just use squirtle and he knew that that's what i was trying to do so like how changing works you can't just go from one pokemon to the next pokemon to the next pokemon whenever you want you have to cancel out the animation to like quick swap so right. he would sit there and be like okay i'm not gonna hit you use flamethrower or whatever and then switch um, okay to like go from charizard to uh, squirtle so that i feel like is helping me get better with his combos because i know some of squirtle combos but a lot of them are like really hard to do like his he has like a down throw combo they call it whirlpool loops where it's like it's his down throw to his down air and then his down airs chain into each other and you could do like three of those on fast forward. okay and they, uh, there's me just helplessly being knocked around by by squirtle yeah yeah so exactly so i'm trying to like optimize stuff like that and get really good with his combos because i feel like i have a good handle on uh ivy source combos for the most yeah, part can, can confirm you have <laughs> you, yeah. um and charizard i'm going to work on him last charizard your charizard is exclusively your oh need to get back on the stage but also take yeah. quickly i'm just gonna across the stage and i fall for it every time as well yeah exactly he's a mix-up he's like oh okay yeah. but there are like um Pape is uh, a pro smash brothers player and he uses charizard more than i've seen anybody use charizard and he like gets crazy clutch kills with charizard it's ridiculous like he was fighting uh sam Sora, who's the best peach uh player uh professionally or whatever mm. um and he was like down two stocks or something like that and he completely turned it around just using charizard with one combo i was like Jesus, like that. That's some guy. Is it a Swedish sniper? Um, I think you're talking about Leffen. Yes, I am talking about Leffen. He's Uh a beach player, isn't he? No, Leffen's a a Pokemon trainer player. Well, he switched to to Roy because he said Pokemon trainer's not good, and then he switched back. Okay, I thought you played Peach, and he was just really good with the with the radish or whatever it is. The the is it a radish? What is that that he pulls out? Uh, turnip. 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 Yeah. He he eats the turnip, and yeah. Yeah, so playing Smash Bros. trying to get better at the game, because uh, I'm not good enough. <laughs> no, apparently not. Apparently not. Absolutely not. Uh, but I mean, that's it for what I'm playing. Are you playing anything else other than Fire Emblem? I have been trying to cram before Fire Emblem because Fire Emblem is is going to be like the start of it goes Fire Emblem into Astral Chain into Damon X Machina yeah. into Link's Awakening, and then it sort of spirals out of control. And I was like, right, if I can just get the Mario and Rabbit's Donkey Kong DLC and uh, Marvel on my lights. I'd look at my Switch. There's some there. <laughs> if I can get those two out of the way, then I'm golden. Then I can get that done. I did neither of them. So, really? I, yeah, yeah. So I started Fire Emblem today and I was like, I really should just try and get all my lines finished. But I was like, no, I can always go back to it another time. It's not a game I'm going to forget how to play. It's hardly a game I'm going to be like, what are all these complex combos? Right. Um, I've done that before with like The Witcher, where I've started to play The Witcher three times, which I know is a Nintendo podcast, I shouldn't talk about The Witcher yet. Yeah, but I mean, it's confirmed. It's, it's, it's confirmed. confirmed, that's fine, I'll go. Um, I get to the same point in The Witcher, I stop playing, I play something else, I come back to it and I go, no, I have no idea how the combat works or anything like that. So I start again. Three times I've done that, and I've never got that past that part in The Witcher. Um, so yeah, I played Mario Rabbids Donkey Kong DLC, because Davide Soliani, the director, he... So I offered to sign my case for the game, so I lost it, or a friend of mine lost it. I'm actually getting another one, and he signed it. Um, so I was like, you know, I'll, I'll buy the DLC now, out of pure respect. And it was really good, you know. It's like a whole new game. Um, it's a lot more tight because there's no, you know, 
character switching and things like that. You just have the three characters. You have Donkey Kong, Rabbit Peach, and Rabbit Cranky, and they all have their own things that they do, and it's a little bit different. The characters play a bit differently to the main game. The puzzles are still all there, like all the fun block puzzles and secret items and challenges, and it's just really, it's just really good. It's just really quality. Like Mario and Rabbit, the original game was just pure quality from start to finish. And this is this is no different. I really hope that with their success, I think it's like the number one best-selling third-party yeah. exclusive or game game on the mm-hmm. Switch. Um, that that I think it deserves to have a, have a second one. And you know, the David and Grant are a talented team. Shout out David and Grant for being excellent guys on Twitter as well. They're always chatting and having fun and stuff. That's cool. Um, yeah, I was really really enjoyed that. And then I played Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which we've covered. So. Really? Now we talk about Fire Emblem. Now oh, we're Fire into the news, kind of, sort of. Fire Emblem <laughs> reviews. They're real good, man. Yes. You know what yes, I'm saying? Parker's yeah, yeah. summary says, reviews are coming in, and they're generally good, except Daily Star with their three out of five, resulting in a 60%. Parker has thoughts on this. What do you guys think so far of the reception of Fire Emblem Three Houses, and what does that mean for the future of the series, and or what will Intelligent Systems be working on next? I want to touch on the fact that the Daily Star, of all people, has has any say in this. The Daily Star, I don't know if, if you're not aware, is like a just bad British tabloid, like just terrible. I, I can't think of a worse newspaper. Like it's like the sun levels. If you heard of the sun, it's just mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. It's the fact that they have, you know, uh, they they get games earlier, they review games and they get crooked on Metacritic is, is mind blowing to me. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's that. Um, it's, it, well. it's crazy though, because like the rest of these reviews, just to run down them real quick, IGN nine point five out of ten, GameSpot nine nine out of ten, Game Game Informer nine point five out of ten, Games Radar five out of five, Destructoid nine point five out of ten, Nintendo World Report eight out of ten. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, <laughs> Nintendo Life nine out of ten, Easy Allies eight point five out of ten. That's fine. They don't have Nintendo in their name. Game Explain doesn't give review scores. Well, no, numbers. No, no, no. U.S. Gamer four point five out of five. Uh, Game Reactor nine out of ten, and Kotaku also doesn't give traditional scores. And Loot Pots didn't get a copy because Nintendo don't know who we are yet. So Ripley. you know. yeah, maybe in the future. Um, yeah, I I think it is the Switch kind of needed that, like mm-hmm. a like a. You know the next actual like established IP big game, yeah. other than Marvel Alliance, which I guess isn't really a Nintendo game, and also only got that seventy five. Uh, Link's Awakening, so that'd be end of September. It kind of needed this, you know, something to brag about. Not brag about, but you yeah. know, something big. Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's nice to have because I don't think there's any other like, I guess Outer Wilds on Xbox yeah. would be the only other it's game bad. that was released this year. Um, I say this year, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be the only other game that was released so far this year that people like in that way, you know. And it's like this, like platform uh, prestige piece, as mm-hmm. it were. Um, but other than that, for like people that are maybe more interested in the Switch now because of the Switch Lite coming out, and mm-hmm. talk about a bigger battery, there are people that are now going to be going. Maybe I'll look into this Switch. Right, and they're doing it now and looking at a game that's. You know, a, a system seller, and there are going to be huge amounts of Fire Emblem fans that are 3DS owners that haven't made the jump yet. And I know Fire Emblem's already, you know, um, it's quite a big franchise now. It's got a lot of dedicated fans, and it's good for them to have a game that they can be like, you know, we waited the extra year and a half, however long it's been since they announced it and delayed it, 
to have a game that's come out and it's successful and you know people are really responding to it well must be really yeah. good for them and now people are playing it and they're probably really enjoying it as well so yeah i mean it's definitely like it's getting those scores that usually like even if i'm not super interested in a genre or a franchise or whatever i'll see like oh man this has like a 96 yeah, on yeah, metacritic yeah. or whatever i need to check yeah. this out like i almost did with god of war and then bob talked me out of it so blame me oh, really? blame blame him for me not playing that game people <laughs> Uh, it's all Bob's fault because he, he reminded me that I would not play that game. I would, I would play it for four hours and then never touch it again. That's exactly what I did. I still have my friend's copy on my shelf over there. Because I started it and never, never played anymore. Because Hollow Knight came out, so what's a man to do? Yeah, like, come on, man. Uh, for me, it was probably Smash Brothers when I was like, man, I'm not going to play this game. Yeah. <laughs> Metacritic Fire Emblem is the first thing that auto-filled when I looked that up for the record. Oh, okay. This um, must be a big time. Big it has up. 87 right now. Which is exactly. So me and my friend Famic at work, we had a bet. Um, I was like, yeah, I think it'll be like maybe like 85. And he was like, no, 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 it'll be 87. And it was 86, right? Wow. I was like, okay, we're like, well, you know, we both win. And then he like looked and at now me. Now you lost. Like, this says 87. And I was like, now nah, the bet was over. Like, we should count. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> count. Yeah. It doesn't count. It, it wasn't when I checked it, so it's yeah, hard. yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's good. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the fuss is about because I've only been sort of running around the school talking to people. I haven't done much of the battling yet. I'm probably going to suck at it at first because I've not played a Fire Emblem game before. I played strategy games before, um, mostly like XCOM style ones. Cover, you know, cover strategy games. Mm -hmm. um, never played sort of one of these big. So you haven't ones. done any like battling yet. Like, does, does there's no really ping battle at the start of the game? Okay, did that. I think I did all right. I don't. I don't think I did badly, but it's the first battle, isn't it? And then I, you get swift, um, whisked off to the school. You choose your house after you talk to everyone. And I, which was one did you pick? Uh, I was set in my ways. I was set in my ways. I was going to play uh, with the blue blue lions. I was like, I'm going to do blue lions. I like that in the trailer when they like they skip forward in time. He's got a cool eye patch. And he's angry. I was like, I want to do that. And I met all of the people from all the different houses, and I was like, there's just no one here that I want to be friends with. <laughs> and then. And then I went to Edelgard's and I was like, I like all these people. Like these people are all really cool. I like these people. And there's the woman who's speaks pretty bad English because um, she's from somewhere else and she's got like this big red hair. And I was like, yeah, I, I like her. She's cool. So I decided with <laughs> Edelgard, I'm a, I'm a black eagle. After being so like, like at work, I've been like, nah, blue lions. If you're picking golden deer, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. And then I, hey man, hey man, that's respectable. You know what I mean? Like you, you were influenced by your experiences rather than superficial exactly. qualities. You. You know what? That's what I'm gonna go go in on Monday and tell everyone. That well, that's what, what it happened. is. That's what it is. It's like I'm not a, I'm not a blind like sports fans. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm not what... swayed by hype. Yeah, I just chose the one I like. Get out of here, man! I didn't just see a logo and some colors and pick pick a pick a house. <laughs> I don't have a house. Because um, I don't have a game. I'm believing you. If if I play the game, I'm going to do what you did and look and talk to the people and be like, oh, this dude sucks. I'm not being in this house. You get like a pretty detailed introduction of all different characters as well. They're like, oh, would you like to meet my house? And they like go through a list of, I think there's about seven per house. They tell you what they're about. They get you get to look at their stats. You go actually go into like the dorm room and you talk to them all. And some of them, you know, they have their own personalities and they say different things to you. And there's there's one guy I was just like, I don't want to deal with this guy for the whole game. That sounds awful. Like, why would I want to deal with that douchebag the whole game? Whereas I was talking to a couple of people and they were like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. I'm like, I like these people. I'm going to be friends with these people. 
I am. Yeah, now I am. Yeah, man. Now you're on the good team. You're with the good guys, the, the yeah. people that don't suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm enjoying it. And I think, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how, you know, with a lot of JRPGs, I'm not a massive, like, turn-based guy or J- JRPG guy. I'm a big Xenoblade fan. But there's always this sort of slog at the start of the game where you're sort of trying to pick up all the different things and they throw a lot at you. And then once it clicks and you get into it, it usually takes about 10 hours for me. Then I'm like, into it. I went from like, yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is pretty good. And then about 10, 15 hours in, I was like, this game's amazing. And, you know, churned to 100 in, in 100 hours, you know. See, that's the thing, like, um, everybody on this channel knows I'm not the biggest uh, RPG fan in general. Well. <laughs> um, everybody knows that. Uh, but I do give things a chance. Mm-hmm. I bought Xenoblade Chronicles 2. It was Did not you? a product provided by Nintendo. Um, I played it for 16 hours. I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, nah. I, I, I like the first game I played. I played about six hours of Chronicles X on Wii U after hyping Oh, my up. God. I hate so that game so long. much. I hate it. I hate it. I just wanted to play as the thing on the box. It took mm-hmm. 30 hours, yeah. and yeah. it was it was trash. Man. I never got there. But I, I think I'd play it again now. I think I'd give it a fair shot with having the Switch. Being able to play the game, not sat in front of a TV, I think I would give it more time. Um, so I think if it came out, I'd buy it again. I've still got the collector's edition somewhere because I went to take, I went to trade the game in, <clears throat> the collector's edition. And they were like, "I'll give you seven pounds," and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is like the collector's edition." And she was like, "Yeah, seven pounds anyway. We don't recognize the collector's edition." So I just took the, right. took the game out of the box, gave her that, and then took you know the steel book and the art book and stuff home with me. And I was like, oh, "Okay." So, yeah. Rip, dude. Uh... So yeah, JRPGs not my thing, but I'm going to try it. Uh, if Parker gets it, when Parker gets it, mm-hmm. however Parker gets it, uh, if he got it through Nintendo, I'll retroactively say product provided by Nintendo. But really you know good. what? The jury's I out did. on that. <laughs> we don't know yet. This you might know? not happen. Yeah, who knows at this point? Oh, man, I need to. It's so hot in here. You know, you know, we've had like a heat wave in the United Kingdom like this week. It's everywhere. Everybody's having heat waves. Yeah, yeah. It's just hot. It's but rough. I've had but to in the UK, it's like yeah, it's it's rough because you guys aren't ready for it. We are you not. Guys don't very, know what heat is. This is a very brick wall, a brick room I'm in right now. I had to turn off my fan and put a t-shirt on to record this, and I am. You're gonna watch me. Like my hair's gonna start wilting. I'm gonna get shinier. This is gonna be fun. Uh, you, you got Fuck right on that. time. We started being on camera like what last month, so probably, oh, really? oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We have this podcast just, just probably as soon as I started what listening, it probably you probably jumped onto camera because that's how I've always known it. So, probably, yeah, because we did, um, for a long time it was just audio because I mm-hmm. like logistically it was just a headache, I didn't want to like edit a whole thing. And I was like, wait, we could just do a hangouts like uh, podcast or whatever, yeah, yeah. um. So that's what we do. But apparently that's dying. So who knows in the uh, future? <laughs> but uh, that's it for the Fire Emblem stuff. Moving on to Joy-Cons. They're, they're the, giving us a solution, I guess. Giving by, you a solution. Yeah, and us. Solution. Nintendo of America is giving us a solution. Did you? Hey, call up Nintendo of Europe and say, hey, do you guys talk to Nintendo of America? Because <laughs> they're solving their problems. In America, can we have that over here, please? I mean, you guys, we, we have all of the collector's editions, maybe the priority true. Lies a bit that's true, that's true. So, you guys don't deserve uh, a fix to Joy Con Drift, yeah? You can, you can say what you want, 
But yeah, so the whole Joy-Con situation that Parker's video was partially about, Nintendo has you back if you're in the Americas. Otherwise, some, some may say if you're in a real country, <laughs> they have your wow. back. <laughs> it's good. I think it's good that they're doing it. And I think it's uh, it just it's one of those things that goes to show that with enough chatter, when people are forced to respond to things, same with the Mario Maker 2 uh, playing with friends thing is another one that, you know, you talk enough and things happen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really just depends extreme. on it depends on the the megaphone really because yeah, yeah. we've been talking about joy con drift for years yeah. at this point i think it's so many youtube videos yeah, but the, yeah. the verge or whatever made an article and uh, nintendo's like oh I'll shoot <laughs> when there was that class action lawsuit as well people were like oh yeah that's a problem let us know um so i think they just wanted to sort of maybe get ahead of that and mm -hmm. sort of offer a solution without actually saying yeah admitting like yeah fine and then being liable then just being like if you want to send your joy cons in and fix them we can do that for you free of charge you know that's a thing um i i have fixed joy con drift on one of my joy cons was it a pain to do <laughs> no you just sort of like lift off the joy con there's like a little flap because the so the, the reason that we're getting this drift and it's not been seen before i think is because of the new design because they're the joy cons are like this thin it's lucky you're on camera here this thin um you can't really put like a full analog stick inside them mm -hmm. but you can have the little weird analog stick so i don't know if you've ever seen a breakdown video so i might have even got this from bob you know maybe mm -hmm. yeah i saw i saw with the, the they, they work they work backwards don't they they they're not they're not like a pin that goes in they're a pin that goes in oh, do you know what i mean it's yeah. backwards. there's like there's like a little it's, it's backwards it's not like a normal because it's smaller it's not like a normal um, stick which i think could be you know, first first attempt, first run at it, having a little bit of problems because we've only ever had circle pads before in that kind of small form factor. Um, and it doesn't help that the switch is obviously carried around a lot, it's in cases, and these analog sticks are sort of being compressed and pushed and blah, blah, blah. And there's probably a lot of factors that are causing it, but I fixed mine by just blowing some compressed air out of the little flap, probably clearing some contacts, getting some debris out, um, and then it was fine again. I've had lots of problems with all my Joy-Cons, but Drift hasn't been one of them, but I know there are people that are just like, I can't play my games because of this drift. So uh, I had I have some history with Joy-Con Drift. Uh -oh. um, my launch Joy-Con, they got Joy-Con Drift. Uh, you launched and, one, Yep, and I swapped them for Neon ones, because like Bob talked about this on Within Live, where we were just like, Neon, that looks dumb, before we actually saw the Switch. <laughs> and then we went to the preview event, and we were like, yo, Neon, that looks dope. Uh, I did the exact thing. Where I was like, "Why would anyone want to get?" You know, I'm so glad I pre-ordered the grey one. And then I went to the the pre-launch event, like when they just announced it. I was like, "Ah, uh, like playing arms for the first time." Like, yeah, I can see this. This makes sense. Yeah. This is it looks cool. It looks way better in person than it does in yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I got the neon because I was like, "This is cool." Uh, those Joy-Con, the analog stick on the right one broke off, <laughs> so no Joy-Con drift on that one. I took yeah. it. All these though. I took the GameStop. I took the first one to GameStop and traded them so I can get right. credit. And I don't ever go to GameStop, mind you, but <laughs> it works for this. So yeah. I traded it in and got like, I don't know, $30 or something like that for both the Joy-Con. And then I paid the rest to get the neon set. And then those broke, but I got a warranty for $10 or whatever. Yeah. So now I just walk in there and like, hey, Joy-Con drift. And they're like, all right, here, here's a new set. <laughs> um, and it's, I've it's done so that three times so far. Damn. Okay, so it is a problem then. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I'm lucky, 
but I mean, it could be um, just bad batches. It could just be, you know, different regions might have different switches. I'm, you know, the wild guesses. Also, um, some people are saying that they're having a problem with uh, their pro controllers. I haven't had Joy Con drift with my pro controller, but my pro controller did get a dead zone in it. Oh, really? Where, yeah. Like it just would not recognize um, upward inputs. So like I, think- I w- and I learned this because it's Smash Brothers and I'm trying to do my up smash and I'm like, yo, what's going on here? I'm trying to up smash on shield and it's not working. So I've I went- never had a problem with my pro controller other than the D-pad being a bit crap. It's a mm-hmm. bit of a naff D-pad. Other than that, I think the pro controller is perfect for me. I mean, generally, pro controller is great. I got a new pro controller courtesy of that uh, warranty <laughs> situation. Right. Uh, so that one works good. But the last one, dig it to that zone. I don't know if it's related to how they work, uh, but. You're really selling this uh, extra warranty that they try and flog you at the tills. As I'm telling you, man, for hardware, well, specifically for this, because it's a known issue right, okay. that is just typically going to happen to people. It's just so much easier to give them $10 or whatever to have, like, no questions asked, returns, and just play, hey, it broke. Give me a so whenever they try and the, You get to the till and we're like, hey, would you like to uh, you know, reinforce your, you know, um, Ensure your your controllers, or ensure your console, or ensure your games for this much. I'm like, you don't see any children here. Why? You know, I'm not a knowledge. Yeah, typically, no, 100. I'm not doing that. Like, I mean, I don't buy games from them, but when I did, they'd be like, "Hey, you want to get the warranty for three? No, I don't want that. Are you stupid? But and when I bought my first set of Joy-Con or my Switch, well, I didn't buy my Switch from from them. Bought it from Amazon. Um, but when I got the Pro controller from them, I was like, I don't need a warranty. But then I got it because I yeah. did, though. <laughs> so. You did, yeah, yeah. My, so the equivalent of GameStop in the UK is Game. They're, mm-hmm. you know, the the everyone knows them. Everyone goes there. You know, people that don't really want to bother with going online, they'll just walk into a game and they'll pay ten pounds more than anywhere else. Um, right. The only thing I bought from there since getting my Switch was I got the Switch on launch because it was a midnight launch, mm-hmm. uh, and Breath of the Wild, and then I got Smash Brothers on launch because it was a midnight launch. So like the only two times I've been there to buy games is. It's launching at midnight. Oh, so you're out. like you're like one of those all physical people. No, 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 not all physical. I'm one of those people that buys the game, the big, the major games. If I'm spending like forty pounds on a game, give or take, I'd rather have something in my hand. Mm-hmm. But I can then, in however many years' time, if I decide to get rid of the switch, trade in. Well, with my Wii U, I got most of my money back. You know, I, put, I was able to put a large chunk of money to pause my Wii U from all my Wii U games because they were still worth however much. Indie games, I've got like nearly a hundred games on my Switch, probably just over. And I would say most of them are digital, but I think 20 of them maybe are physical. I think I have five or six physical Switch games. I don't know how many Switch games I have digitally. Uh, I lost count at like 80, and that was like a year ago. Oh, wow. I have a lot of games on my Switch. That's gone up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just got an email, but it's not from Nintendo. It's Uh, for Dolings. What? (laughs) Dolings Invasions. That's what the game's called. I don't know if it's good or not, but if if it's good, check it out. You know what I mean? You're going to Google it? All right, well. I'm going to Google it. Spell it. It's Dolings. (laughs) So D-O-U-G-H-L-I-N-G. 
in my head, it's like <laughs> doe like doe, a deer, a female deer. Doling's <laughs> arcade, did you say? What? Doling's what? Doling's invasion, a tribute to an arcade classic, is what the email says. Okay. Okay, it looks kind of like worms, but also nothing like worms. Oh, it looks like Space Invaders. Is this it's exactly like Space Invaders? No, it's, it's exactly Space Invaders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks, it looks like Space Invaders. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about this. So yeah, Joy-Con, that situation's all fixed up. You know what I mean? All buttoned up, nice and tidy. Moving on. The headline for the next story: a Switch oh, special edition for Disney some some. So <laughs> I saw this breaking news on Wealth Then Live. I was just you know scrolling through the Twitter as one does, and I sent it to Bob. And I was like, hey, here's this. I don't know if you want to talk about it because it's like towards the end of the show, it's not really worth it that much to be like, hey, look at this console that we can't have. Um, but yeah, it's a new color combination. It's not new colors, but it's a new color combination. Uh, we got the purple and we got pink, and it has a nice little Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse pattern or whatever. It's very nice. Why, why I laugh so much is because I'm looking at the headline as you're saying it, and the way Parker's written it is exactly how you said it. <laughs> exactly how you said it. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, this looks really nice. I really like this. It's a shame that it's Japanese only because I'm sure there's a huge market in here. Um, I mean, even just for kids, you know, kids who like Disney, kids who like yeah, pink, who like all sorts of things. There's, there's kids perfect who like pink. Kids who like pink. And I, I think it's probably one of the, I think I said on I said to someone on Twitter um, that it's interesting that this this Japanese only Tsum switch is one of the nicest, subtlest, most tasteful uh like special edition switches we've had. Yeah. Like the, it's it's special and more than just like because we have a couple like the Smash Brothers one, which is garbage, uh, where it's just like the gray Joy-Con with a like decal of the yeah. freaking Smash Bros logo, which is like that's garbage. Um, the Diablo one, which is also kind of trash. The back of it is better, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then we have like the Splatoon one, which is not special in any nah, way. Just, really. colors, isn't it? yeah, just yeah. a color combination. And this kind of combined both of those where we got the uh, uh, color combination that is different from any other combination that we've gotten in the past. And also it has like the design on it. It's a nice design. It's not like the Smash design that's just like one of them is nearly the cross. It's just a line. line. Yeah. So bad. But it's got the cool decal on the front, the Smash one. But this one's it's it's nice, it's subtle, it's like I said, it's it's tasteful. It's just really well executed and it's just strange that it's a Disney some some I think I'm pronouncing that right. Japanese exclusive one that's gonna be the you know the the um the battery longer battery life one as well because it's coming mm, out yeah after that's come out. Right. Um it'd be interesting to see whether there's going to be still going to get more of these special edition switches with the light out because when the 2ds xl new 2ds xl came out they just kept making um, exclusive versions of those you know limited edition version of those because it was a smaller newer console you could do more things with it it was more of a kid-friendly you know size so it's interesting they haven't done like a, some, I mean, some... they kind of they kind of do special editions of both or they they did towards the end where like they had the pokeball 2ds xl and then they have like special edition regular 2ds is like the um mario maker one that was a 2ds oh i guess yeah i guess yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah they, they kind of mix and match i think it's less cool even though i went to pokemon switch light i think it's less cool to get a switch light 
because you don't have the special edition dock. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. just have one special edition part rather than two. Yeah, and you don't have two color Joy-Cons. You've got it's all one color, isn't it? Yeah, right, which, I mean, could be cool uh, in some cases because I don't know. Like some color combinations I don't want to look at all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like the blue and the blue and yellow, the new ones that Parker talked about in his video. I don't who who wants that? Just give me two blue ones. That's all I want. Just give I just me want two purple. blue ones. Two orange ones. I'd like two orange ones because of like the one in the thumbnail. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I would well. The, I liked the in the thumbnail that when I there's like the Metroid. It's uh, Metroid. I clicked on it and I watched the video and was like, that didn't come up once. That's clickbait. And he's not here. I mean, not really. No, I know. Not I really clickbait. I get it. It was just a Photoshop. Yeah, it was just it was just to sell the point of hey, they're not doing stuff like this, and they should. Sometimes you've got to embellish for clicks. I understand it. You don't have to explain anything to How me. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, do you have any other words to say about Samsung? Are you a Disney Samsung uh, enthusiast? It's very nice. Did we cover this bit where Parker's still trying to... He's he's not even here. Parker's dead, and he's still trying to... Okay, Parker, I guess we're going to like entertain this since you brought it up. Parker says, of all say, things... Stop discussing it. Disney Sum Sum is getting a special edition in Japan. What games do you think are liable to get special editions announced for this holiday season? Uh, Parker's guest, Luigi's Mansion through with Forest Green Joy-Con. He's not here and he's telling us what to do. I just, I just don't get it. We're not, we're not talking about that anymore. How we're dare you? How dare you? We're not even going to entertain this stupid I've question. Sound, but you people nice. in the comments, you guys let us know what games you think that are going to get special editions. Which, I, other I, than I, Pokemon. Because Pokemon already has it. Yeah, yeah. I'd like those Forest Green Joy cons, but yeah. Screw you, Parker. Let's go on to Dragalia Lost, surpassing $100 million in revenue. $100 million is a whole lot of money unless you're a mobile game. Then it's fine, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's about right, isn't it? It's the second highest grossing Nintendo mobile app now. Which after, is weird. It's so weird. Heroes, right? And that is a huge margin. That's, it's yeah, it's, really, like, it's made it more is, money than the rest of them combined. Yeah. Fire Emblem Heroes is at like 500 something million dollars, which again, for a mobile game, especially made by a company like Nintendo, it's like, nah, that's okay, I guess. It's something that was about, I don't know, how many years ago regarded as a fairly niche IP in, in the West. True. Like yeah. it's, I guess that we have to count it factor in for all the Japanese. Granted, like most of that money is Japan. Like 100% yeah. most of that money is They're Japan. They're saying it's dollars and we're like, wow, that's huge. But like actually there's, you know, it's all from mostly from Japan. Because they like the gacha stuff, don't they? They like the, you know, buying and getting random things. And, you know, it, that is Fire Emblem Heroes is based around that entirely, isn't it? I played and it a little and that's most of it, honestly. I would say, as far as like the the mobile games that are making a lot of money, uh, is the ones that are very direct about like, "Hey, give us money." Yeah. And Dragalia yeah, Lost is yeah, one yeah. of those games. And Fire Emblem. Like, loot Fire boxes. It's all loot boxes. That's how you make money: loot boxes. And uh, yeah, but Dragalia Lost. I mean, I'm I'm impressed by this. It's the second highest grossing Nintendo mobile. Like, it is a and brand it's a new, new IP, IP that mm -hmm. has not had any. You know, there's not a console game. There's no nostalgia. There's not that any of that stuff. It's a brand new idea, um, and it's impressive because I've not seen a lot of talk about it. I don't know a single yeah. person that played Dragalia Lost. A single person. I've I played know. a little bit of Dragalia Lost because uh, Nintendo emailed me. I was like, "Hey, you want to check this game out?" I'm like, "I'll check it out," but like, no promises. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I played it a little bit. And I was like, "Yeah, not my thing." It's neat, I guess. I would play it more if it was on Switch. Put it on Switch, <laughs> which defeats the purpose. But put it on Switch. 
Yep. Yeah, I'm probably still wouldn't play it if it was on Switch, unless they reworked it to be like a Switch game. But if they made a Switch version of of not like a Switch version of the game, but if they made a Switch like an entry in the franchise on Switch. Oh, see, we're we're on that same wavelength. Yeah, if they made a Switch, say again, a Switch version of the game. No, not that. Switch entry is the Switch entry in the Galia Laws. I give it a go because they're going to do something interesting with it, and it's going to be like a, a it's an ARPG essentially, but with tapping. Right. If I, it, it, in my head, it will be like Fantasy Life on the 3DS, mm-hmm. but with you know, it's a new IP and it's got all the oh, I don't know anything about Dragalia Lost. So I'm it's like it's like uh, well, you probably probably not. I don't know if you have this show, but there's this Disney show, it's a Disney Channel original show called American Dragon. That's Dragalia Lost. It's American oh, Dragon. <laughs> guy he had like a red jacket on. Yeah, American <laughs> Dragon. I don't I don't watch it, but he had like green hair with a black bit. Yeah, in it. I remember American Dragon. Yeah, yeah. It's American Dragon the game, uh, basically. As far as I, I could gather my like I don't know like half an hour playing it. It's something that I probably haven't heard of it or thought of in an eternity. Speaking speaking of eternities, see I'm trying to do the Parker yep. segues. Mm-hmm. Uh Pillars of Eternity is next on the list, right? Yep. That's it's, our next month. It's we out didn't next know about month. It, or did we know about that? I don't know. <laughs> it's it, it's an RPG. Okay, it so an you know that I saw that announced no, and forgot it instantly. It was announced to be coming on August eighth. Sorry, so I. This is a game that I. So it's weird. I was when I was on holiday a couple of weeks ago. I was reading Jason Schreier's book, uh, mm-hmm. Blood Sweat Pixels, and there's a whole chapter on the development of Pillars of Eternity. And I was reading it like this sounds like the kind of thing I could probably get into. Actually, I looked it up on Steam, and I was like, yeah, maybe I'll you know maybe I'll look at buying that. And then I saw this on Reddit the other day, and I was like, oh cool, maybe I don't have to get it on PC. I'll play it on Switch. Um, so actually, I think this isn't new information. Um, it's cool. It's supposed to be a really good game. Like it got a really good Metacritic score. You know, really well received. It was loved by RPG fans. They put uh, a lot of work into it. They put a lot of effort into it. They clearly had a lot of discussion with fans that enjoyed the, the um, genre. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be and really technically cool. it's another Microsoft game on Switch. Uh, they own Obsidian now. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Technically, it is. It's just like a Minecraft situation where they yeah. own. They own Where that. they're just like, you know, uh, it was multiplied before we bought you, so just, yes. you know, yeah. just do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I think it's just something I might pick up. Um, I maybe. will not. So, no. you know what? Come back. Let us know in the comments if this is a game you care about, and if it's a game you care about, Max will come back and talk about it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, if yeah, not, I'll Max do. will never come back again. So, if you like yeah. Max, you better you better care about this game. I comment on this. Um, August is an interesting time to release a game um because there seems to be like a like the, like the only dip i guess yeah releases until right. which i mean astral chain is still in august yeah that's the end of august though you know it's, it's got True. that, that gap so like fire emblems now nothing to astral chain really nothing really so there's probably some little things nothing really and then september there's like spyro there's demon x back and then there's Link's awakening and then october there's oh Oh, October's the Digimon collection and uh, Luigi's Mansion, and then you go straight into Pokemon. So August is probably a good time to release it. Um, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's multiplayer. Can't see that, though, so probably not. Absolutely is not multiplayer from the looks of it. 
So yeah, this is a game that exists. Uh, let us know if you want to play because RPG. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, fine. I mean, yeah, look forward to it. August eighth, play that. Yep. So if your if your August is light, uh, pick it up. Speaking Absolutely. of picking stuff up, <laughs> uh, Dark Siders <laughs> Genesis Collector's <laughs> Edition <laughs> is announced. Hey, you can pick that up too. You know what I mean? I don't think it has a date, but. Damn. You'll be able to pick it up eventually, you know what I mean? Weak. Um, are you looking forward to <laughs> What? Am you I a Darksiders fan? fan? No. I bought right. the, uh, well, bought in quotes uh, through a Humble Bundle the second game? Oh, oh yeah. Wii U? Um, oh, Wii U. Yes, I got it on Wii U. I, I, yeah, I got it. I paid money for it. Actual money for a game. Oh, you like bought the, the full version of the game? Yeah, but I paid £10 for it. Because oh, yeah, well, and I was just like sweeping up in used game stores, just like yes, please. Oh no, I just downloaded it. It was like the the amount for the humble bundle to get like everything was like twelve dollars or something. I had that one. I had those are three DS games as well. I think. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And then I opened it once and never actually played it. I played the first game and I really liked it. It's basically. The, I hear it's like Zelda. a Zelda game sort yeah, of. Yeah, it's meet Zelda, and it's. It's just got a really cool sort of um, comic book inspired, you know, story and design to it. And the, the guys that worked on it are comic book artists. Um, and it is just a very cool IP, you know, like it's a cool series. It's got cool design. It's got cool characters. It's got cool combat. It's got cool bosses. It's got cool pickups. It's got cool dungeons. It's got cool this, that, the other. Second game wasn't quite as good as the first game in my opinion it was very much more like diablo like and more open world than the first game which was more zelda um third game haven't played haven't looked at haven't considered um, but it's supposed to be coming to pixel par from lootpots.com check it out um has said that both darksiders 3 and biomutant are listed for switch haven't been confirmed yet as well as darksiders 2 sorry listed for switch that's uh, also in Parker's summary. Parker says, there's summary. two collector's editions coming out. Also to note, THQ Nordic said they'd have a bunch more to announce at Gamescom. Thoughts on what that is? Biomutant? More Darksiders? Time Splitters? Something else? Gamescom's August 20th, I believe, um, in Germany. In Germany, yeah. It's where they do major announcements. But we haven't seen Biomutant since last Gamescom, as far as I know. It wasn't at E3. So that's mm-hmm. a big potential... More Darksiders. I don't think there's going to do more Darksiders. They might do Darksiders 2 and 3 on Switch. Yeah, I could see them doing 2 at least. I think they Didn't they already announce 2? I thought they announced 2. No. For Hilariously, they have not announced it, but we have box art. We have we have a synopsis. We have. Oh, okay. So it's just like we know that it's going to happen. No, they just haven't announced it. It was supposed to come up at E3. Maybe it didn't come up anyway. But yeah, they have said they're doing like a big um, Gamescom push. They're going to announce a bunch of stuff and lead up to Gamescom. So it could be time splitters it could be some you know they did a lot of did, um, is destroy all humans coming to switch because i know yeah. they announced that game that's PS4. They, they're doing like a remaster or whatever for that well, it might just be PS4 exclusive yeah i don't know it's one of those ones that like they announced this for switch they announced battle for bikini bottom mm-hmm. remaster, whatever that's called for switch and then grow humans just didn't show up and i thought that was interesting i thought like maybe it was because the game was possibly because it was a ps4 exclusive a ps Sorry, too exclusive. Whether it was or not, I don't know. It could be because it was too demanding. Whether they could get it to run, but it's just interesting to myself. That would be so weird, dude. That would be so weird. 
Um, time splitters. I'd be I'd be interested in them. Absolutely. Doing I still every now and again play time splitters three, which was future perfect in split screen on an emulator on my PC, and it's really good. How dare really you? Good. Um, every time I played time splitters, I picked the monkey because he's small. Yeah, and they can't. You can't. You know, you miss people. They go over your head. Yep. Let's go over your head. Just like Squirtle. You know, yeah, you gotta exactly. pick them small. Yeah. You can't, yeah, I can't shoot. Samus being goes over squirrel. Yeah, this, this, um, back to Dark Siders. This looks fine. This looks like it's a new take for the series. Um, a take that's going to work better on Switch than Dark Siders 3 or a, you know, one in that style would do. Right. And as someone that likes Dark Siders, I think I'll pick this one up. Maybe not the. I mean, do you like Dark Siders? You, like you don't care about the third game. The second game, you didn't like. You like one of the games. Uh, like... I didn't like it as much as the first game. The first game was more memorable to me. I'm not buying it. You hate Darksiders. This just in. <laughs> Max hates Darksiders. You heard it here first. Don't tell THQ Nordic. I want to be friends. <laughs> the, this one, I think, I like it enough to buy the game physically, but I don't like it enough to buy the two editions, which I think is really the new story here is the two editions. So edition one, I'm not even looking. I'm looking at you. I'm not even going to look at the news article. Edition one <laughs> comes with an art book and a statue. And it costs about 100 quid fine i get that statue of uh oh, crap the guy the main character that's not yep. war, and mm -hmm. it's not fury and he's not death he's, he's one of horse people he's a horseman he is strife and he has the two guns and he's doing a pose and that's a really cool statue and if i if it was a if it was death or if it was war i'd be interested in that statue but uh, you know we'll see 100 quid it's a lot of money for a game and a statue um but the big addition that i think is ridiculous is the two hundred and sixty pounds? I think it is a dish, which has a board game with it. Like, what board game is worth one hundred and sixty pounds? I might be, I might be wrong. I might even be talking out my bum here. Let me have a look at the prices. I'm going to look. I know I said I wouldn't look, but I'm looking. <sighs> yeah, it says here there's limited to five thousand pieces as well. Yeah, called the Nephilim. Sorry, yeah, Christ, three hundred and seventy-nine. That's more expensive than what the hell is in the Nephilim edition? That costs more than the Switch. Yeah, it comes. So it comes with the statue, the premium box, the board game. But I'm pretty sure if I clicked on the collector's edition, it comes with the. It says you could pre-order on Amazon, and they give a link. But I don't. Yeah, I've just clicked the link. I've given them a click. Um yeah, it looks like the figurine comes with both. The only difference between the two that is the difference being like 100, what was that, 150 quid? Was that 250 quid? Is a board game? Is a board game worth that much? That's the big question, isn't it? I mean, if they only make this much as a board game, I guess. If you're a board game enthusiast, you got one of the very limited board game copies or whatever. The difference, that's ridiculous. It's insane. I wouldn't pay that much for a special edition. Granted, I'm not a huge special edition kind of guy. If I got a special edition for something, it's just going to go back there. And that's it. Yeah. That statue looks real good, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm, that statue is really grabbing my attention. The board game looks all right. The board game looks like it looks expensive because of all the different figures. I think there's probably a part of it. It's got loads of different figures, and it's got loads of cards, and it's a board, but it's not two hundred and sixty. Does THQ Nordic usually do? I don't. I don't think I've seen THQ Nordic do too many collectors editions. No, not not like this. I mean, I can't. No, not like this. So this would be like their first foray into like doing. Not well, only Dark Souls Two had a mask, mm -hmm. 
Darksiders one, I don't remember having one. Darksiders three. Oh, Darksiders three. Well, Darksiders um, was THQ. I don't think THQ, THQ Nordic was a thing for those games. Darksiders two, it definitely was. You can you can look that one up. I don't think it was. <laughs> Should we look this one up? You look that one up. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up to see if they do. Now. Okay, so it had a Fury statue for Darksiders three. Uh, oh, tell a lot. Tell a lot. There was an edition called the Apocalypse Edition. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Is there yeah, a it was just regular THQ. Oh, okay. That, um, you win. They did the remaster. THQ Nordic or Nordic Games did the remaster. IDR. Okay, I don't want to work this one out, but they did a an edition for Dark Side of Dark Tiders Three that came with a death statue, a war mm-hmm. statue. A fury statue and a statue of the weird watcher man who's like the shopkeeper, and, okay. it, and they all came in a big box together, and that looks very expensive. And I think so. Yeah, they do. They did do these kind of editions before. Okay, but not a board game for two hundred and sixty quid level of ridiculous. So, board game seems very Kickstartery, like something yeah. that we would have knew happened already. But yeah, like if they did a Kickstarter, then yeah, fine. I mean, I did. I backed. I did back. Uh, the Binding of Isaac board game, and I enjoy playing that. I'm probably going to back the second edition of the Shovel Knight board game that doesn't have the figure, so it's not like 80, 70 pounds, whatever it is. It's more like 40 pounds. It's more affordable. Um, and if they release this as a Kickstarter, it probably would have flopped because I don't think Darksiders has the sort of pull of either of those two indie darlings, despite yeah. being, you know, it's definitely like a mid range, like, you know, like an AA game that maybe sells a couple of million copies, but it's never. Doesn't have the sort of half a million graphics. sounds like a lot. Granted, I mean it is multiplayer, so. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Doom, yeah, Doom Two, and Doom Three released on Switch, and that's also it multiplayer. It is, yeah. So we only random first completely out of nowhere. It is out of nowhere. Well, yeah, it was out. It was out of nowhere. Do you know, what? it felt out of nowhere mm-hmm. because we had it as a, as a listing of like these on the eShop, and everyone was like, right. "What?" And then with context, they were announcing it during the Quake. Con, yeah, pre uh, pre note, no keynote, right? Which it was announced for a PS4 Xbox, so it kind of makes more sense when you factor all that into it, mm-hmm. um, as a release. But yeah, like it was big, it was you know, big switch news, a big, big switch talk at the start purely because it looked like it was a you know, these games have just appeared on Switch. What the hell's going on? Um, I bought Doom One and I played a couple of levels of Doom One, I've never played Doom One before, mm-hmm. and it was fine, it was Doom like I imagined it. I didn't buy any of these. Uh, I feel like my uncle, the one I was talking about, I was playing Smash Brothers. He's probably going to make me buy it. Uh, but, eh, you know, like. It's four, it's four pounds. It's five dollars. Like, yeah, but like, that's not what I'm worried about. I'm more so worried about am I going to play. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I will, I if I'm being honest. <laughs> I think so. yeah, I, I'll probably. Do is one of those games that like, probably at the time it was, it was, it was mental. It was mental at the time. Playing it now, I'm like, I could be playing Doom 2016. Right. Or Doom Eternal. Or Doom Eternal. Yeah, which yeah, I'm definitely going to play that. And I'm definitely going to check that out. I'm not uh, playing it on Switch, but I'll play it. I mean, if I'm going to play it, I'm going to play it on Switch. <laughs> I, it's, I can't see myself playing it elsewhere. Because, like, I'm just going to play it to possibly make a video about it. I'm not yeah, going to make a video yeah. about the PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. No, no, no. Actually, yeah, I play it on PC because I like, I like playing the first game on PC with motion, uh, not motion controls. Mouse and keyboard controls. So, yes. Um, what yeah. a nerd, dude. What a nerd. 
thanks you too <laughs> I, I like i like i this is cool news for people because obviously people like doom and Doom's one of those classic franchises and now they're pretty much all the good ones are on switch yeah oh. i mean i know i know several people that are huge doom fans i immediately sent this to dan when i saw it dan from that cyber channel you should check dan out he has all types of doom videos and he reviewed all of these games in a retrospective you should watch it because he has a floating uh skull man in the video and he has nice little banter with it so check it out uh but yeah doom cool dope yeah and parker wants to know are they going to do more stuff like this possibly question mark when did parker ask that he said it in like some other thing. It was like in a oh. tweet or some crap. Oh, okay. Um, it'd be interesting if they did. Oh, Bethesda. Yeah. 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 I did see. I did see that somewhere. Yeah, I think it would be interesting if Bethesda did. But like, what? But this is announcing and releasing all sorts of Nintendo Switch stuff. So like, if they have it and it can run, I bet they'll do it. I can still yeah. see them doing the Fallout thing. Uh, what Fallout Three was the rumor. Yeah. Three or New Vegas, like a pack, maybe. But they did say, uh, who was it from Bethesda said, Oh, you know, we asked Nintendo, and Nintendo said, Yeah, like a lot of people bought Nintendo Switches, and the first game they played were your games, Doom or Skyrim. Um, people are people, you know, people are receptive to it, and they're probably going to want to keep supporting that because, right? It's also one of those fascinating things where it's like, I can play Skyrim on a handheld, or like, I do, which which, when they were first announced, when the fit for first announced, yeah. When the Switch was first announced, that was a big selling point. Was like you can play these games that you know as console games on handheld, and that's kind of diluted more recently because everyone just knows what the Switch is. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bethesda probably are the games that when they it's say really same just, it's it's like it's a matter of them moving the goalpost forward, right? Because like everybody when they they see a certain game announced, right, and then that becomes the benchmark of like, oh, this is what the Switch is capable of. Doom yeah. twenty sixteen. That's the peak. Can't yeah. do any better than that. Everything else, impossible. And then yeah. the Witcher, Witcher happens. Yeah. And, yeah then, and then they're like, Witcher everything Apple beyond Apple. that, impossible. <laughs> so do Eternal as well and New Wolfenstein's. Yeah. Right. So and yeah, it's yeah. It, it's just a thing of like none of these people that say these things are computer engineers and software <laughs> engineers and stuff like that. So they're like, the switch can never run that. It's like, yeah, but you don't know how to develop software, so you don't know how to optimize yeah. things. You don't actually know what's possible on the hardware you just know how your computer was built yeah. you looked at freaking pc park picker or whatever and put your computer <laughs> no, together just it together like lego building computers is like lego software is completely different yeah. i remember that, that reddit post where the guy was like can someone please send me the software that lets you port games to switch because i want to put <laughs> some of my games from pc onto my switch and we're like dude that's not how it works yeah at all <laughs> this is cool but there's a support's cool um you know it was obviously done in celebration because it's quite cold and they were talking about doom yeah and the 25th anniversary and all this without stuff. without an anniversary without a celebration attached to it i don't know it would be cool if they did things like fallout not a big fallout fan not a big elder scrolls fan saying fall four ate my save uh i was doing that because i used to work with this channel called tgn and they used to do uh like all types of game stuff and fallout 4 was really big because it just came out and they're like hey you want to make a video about fallout 4 i was like sure i'll play that and do that because views um and then i played it and it ate my save and i was like nope not doing it done done with that one <laughs> never touched it again and i never touched it again and why should you i don't know but if fallout 3 comes to switch 
Still won't touch it. <laughs> yeah, it threw a curveball there. He thought it was going to change up. Nope. Still not touching it. <laughs> I can't believe we got all the way through the news. We yes, did we did. Guiding us. I mean, he was guiding us with his words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Par- Parker's like, he, he got it all buttoned up and stuff. You know, Parker's being all podcasty, listens to like, you know, Spawncast and like all that stuff. And he's like, you know, you know. But the, directly to you is my place to be completely unscripted. So yeah. that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm just, you know, moving at the pace of conversation. Exactly. Like our, so we've got a podcast uh, at LoopPots.com uh, called The Podcast, And it's hosted by um, some great guys, Pete and Bessie, uh, Steve and Radford, and Jack Parsons. You know, it's Pixelpod. Three of them get together every week and they talk about video games. And it's, you know, um, it's structured like this one is. You know, you go through your, what you're playing, you go through your news, you go through your blah, blah, blah. Um, but then you have a day where Pixel might be gone and it'll be Pete and Steve on and they'll just go on massively wild tangents. They'll just be talking for like about nothing. It will just chaos will reign because there's no there's no one there like, okay, we're doing this, then we're doing this, and we're doing this. And right. So, yeah. See, that's the thing that I like about this podcast is we have a little bit of both like anyway, you know? It just is less structured when Parker's not here because yeah. I don't care about like I said, this is my place to be unscripted. Yeah. So I don't care about structure here. This doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Um, so usually we have, a, and we both do like both sides of it when he's here. Like we both try to keep the show structured yeah, yeah, yeah. and like also throw in tangents. Um, yeah. But we're we, we definitely both have our strengths on both sides of that spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when Parker's not here, changes the show. When I'm not here, changes okay. the show. And hopefully, you like all iterations of it, let us know. Of course. Uh, but speaking of letting us know, you let us know your thoughts on my video this week, which was about Splatoon 3 and what it might be after Pearl doomed this all because she wanted to be all hashtag hey, chaos. She ruined it for everyone. Yeah. So we, I asked people. Did she ruin it or did she just give us, give us a better game? No, the- she ruined it. She ruined it. Because either way, like I said in the video, either way, it was probably going to be like a, a bad like, thing. It was yeah. going to be not good for anyone. I think you said it was either Mad Max <laughs> or The Hunger Games. Or The Hunger Games, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where it's like utopian society, but like really though? No. Where's the underground at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Sam Diaz, he left a comment. He says, after Pearl takes over the world with chaos, the population quickly... Oh, this is his idea for the game, by the way. He oh, okay. uh, the population quickly dies out, and everyone except the highest-ranking nobles are poor. That's when the frogs attack, because the Inklings <laughs> are at their weakest state. The frogs are ruling the world and enslaving... <laughs> and enslaving Octolings. Oh, Jesus. Uh, enslaving Inklings and Octolings. Uh, you have the choice of playing as an inkling slash octoling who leads a slave rebellion group and is trying to take back Inkopolis or a frog whose duty is to serve his slash her queen and keep the inklings at bay. I love all types of seafood. Also, for context, I asked, do you like seafood? Yeah, what kind <laughs> of seafood do you like? Uh, I love all seafood, all types of seafood, fish, crab, lobster, eel, shrimp, you name it. If it comes from the ocean, I'll eat it. Also, I know many people apologize for long comments, but I shall not because you and Parker, and maybe a guest, Parker's not here, right? Parker, but we do have a guest, uh, need stuff to talk about on directly to you. We sure do. We're going to talk about your comment. What do you think about? A lot to talk about here. 
What do you think about frogs taking over Splatoon? Um, well, first of all, I like the fact that there's like a, a class system in Splatoon that's never crossed my mind before. High-ranking yeah. nobles, and you've got the plebs, the poor people, and then you've got all the people in between. Like Spike, the urchin, probably ranks very low uh, on this on this scale. Um, I like the idea of introducing a new antagonist. Yeah, because obviously the Inklings and the Octolings are now friends. I didn't actually finish the Octoling expansion. They're friends, right? Kinda. Yeah, but we need a new we need a new um, antagonist and frogs. Sure, frogs are good. I don't know if they're a natural enemy of squids or octopuses, but they are sea creatures and or you know they're, yeah. they're water based amphibians. Yeah, the 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 real thing that like because I said in the in the video that I think that they could do is just like as long as they're amphibious, then you're good. As long yeah. as they can walk and also swim, then they're free. something freshwater as an antagonist to something that is very heavily seawater animals would be quite interesting as well. Right. Yeah, like, that could that could great. definitely and that'd be weird as far as like implications for like also oh, freshwater animals are the bad guys now. The platoon law is just wild and this this has only opened it even further than i could possibly imagine i like this idea um, yeah and initially you would think like oh class uh like a class system in a nintendo game like that sort of stuff but again like i said in the video like splatoon's pretty dark yeah, yeah <laughs> so it is. something like this would fit in 100 yeah it's great yeah, yeah i like yeah yeah i like the the, the lore of splatoon i think having like a yeah like a class system and as a third, you know, a new antagonist that the Oxlings and Inklings have to sort of come together. And then you can play, you know, with both at the start. Um, I don't like the idea of there being weird sort of lolly girl <laughs> frog people, though. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that. Please don't give me that. True. Just keep them ugly. Keep them like the, the you know, the not the Oxlings, what are they? The, the Octo... Uh, the Octarians. Octarians. Keep them like the Octarians, where they're like horrible, like weird <laughs> things. Um, but they're frogs. Yeah, I like that. Give me cool frog bosses. I like a frog boss in a video game. Drew, I agree. Give the knowledge. They jump, and you always have to walk onto their belly, and I like that. So yeah, like they will have like a dope jumping mechanic. Maybe instead of swimming being their main thing, their main thing would be jumping. Jumping, yeah, yeah, yeah. like jumping in the air, and then just sort of like you then move yourself along. Or there's many options you can do. It'd be also very interesting for more PVE. Well, hang on, we've got the salmonids. We don't need a third antagonist. We have the salmonids. Yeah, I touched on that too. We could possibly use the salmonids. Yeah, but I like I like frogs, so that yeah. works. I mean, yeah. you know what? The more the merrier. Let's just let's just have let's have multiple Splatoon games. Give the knowledge. games actually gives us a long comment <laughs> and uh, says, "Do you see oh this?" Oh my god! Yeah, no, <laughs> says, "All right, here's all this my thoughts and predictions." Start. This isn't just long. This is an entire A4 page. He wrote his own video. Uh, says, so, all right, here's my own thoughts and predictions for Splatoon 3. Campaign wise, I think the idea of a co op campaign is a good idea, but a solo story is also a pretty good way to introduce a game and its systems and a player and to a, to a player. So, I think a good compromise is to have two campaigns a solo story and a co op story. Yeah, that's like the portal situation. How do you want to tackle this comment? Do you want to do it? Point by point, or yes, one hundred percent. That cool. that's what I'm kind of doing. So the portal thing I brought up in that video, I think that they should handle co-op kind of like how they do with uh portal, where it's, mm -hmm. it's single player story and then the co-op story. Yeah, yeah. So I I agree with that that's a good idea. Um, only thing about the co-op story is 
is that it would be handy if you could do it um, with strangers. Mm-hmm, true. Kind of like Samurai. Things out. You don't want to miss out on things, do you? Yeah, kind of like Samurai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it would have to have sort of the same communication system because Portal... Also, I mean, it could do bots for yeah, people sure, without sure. internet. <laughs> Even though, I mean, Splatoon very much so is a it game that's... Well puzzled with, with that. But yeah, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like having the idea of having two two campaigns. Point two. <laughs> Moving on, the solo story would see you play as Agent 5 fighting against the familiar Octarian threats in DJ Octavio and continue to build the lore about the Great Turf War. You know, standard stuff. stuff. I mean, if there were some kind of plot twist at the end, that'd be great, but this is still the more familiar route. I think plot twist, yes. Maybe don't bring DJ Octavio back and more like what Sam Diaz said about the, about the frogs. Having a third. Let's, let's, let's combine the ideas. Let's mash the ideas together. I like this so far. Yeah. And I still like my idea about the chaos and that having a big impact on the stories. Yes. Yeah. Um, his next point <laughs> says the co-op story sees you play as agent six or seven F2 players. Or has you play as Agent 5 joined by Agent 6 and 7? Oh, players. in my head, this was always two players. Same. But, hey, you know what? He's throwing a curveball. Oh, between teams are... Teams are four. Three. Four. The teams are four. Yeah. Why not this have four pro- players? What? <laughs> why not have four? Because, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he didn't want to do four players. This is oh, his I, vision. I, I, Stop I, I, stepping yeah. all over it. You know what I mean? Sorry, knowledge. This would probably be easier to explain in universe. I'm not sure about what you deal with in this mode, but it would probably deal with the chaos result of the. How come this deals with chaos and the other one? Anyway, oh, this is what <laughs> this is apocalypse. Pearl and Marina being the antagonist sounds cool. Maybe you could end up facing against them as bosses, like the Agent Three fight. And if this mode is three player, maybe they could have some assistant. To even the odds, who would be their assistant? I get like maybe Judge, maybe Judge Junior. It would be yeah. I like the idea of the chaos being the cult mode, making the cult mode the the main story mode, and then having like an octo expand octo expansion style single player mode. Mm-hmm. So like having like the same, but then like you know really having a focus on cult because then that would then lead into them being able to do a better online infrastructure for. Turf forward stuff, you know, making teams, making, you know, because it would then have, you could then just sync it all in one, couldn't you? You could have, oh yeah, you can make your team for turf wars, now you can also make your teams for single player. But only yeah. three players, because, give yeah, knowledge. because, you know, yeah, well, you don't want to step on anybody's vision. Mess with the vision. And then he continues and says, also, yeah, they should probably introduce some humanoid salmonids or another species in one of those modes, I think he meant, to mix things up. That's a good and, idea. If, and if that gives them ideas for DLC, like the Octo expansion, well, that's just great for Nintendo. <laughs> Maybe one could be the assistant to Evil Pearl and Marina I mentioned. Great idea. Yeah. Um, human salmon. Like, salmonids are obviously the, the third that I forgot about, the, the third third pillar yeah you know, they introduced and to give them a more starring role in in 
a story mode and make them the antagonist because they're they're just evil. There's no redeeming factor to them. It's not like the Octolings where they were like, oh, you know, they were fighting over turf war and they lost. So the Octolings are basically human. These are just hey man, we don't know their background. We don't know nothing about that. Now's the time because we can put them in the story mode because Gifford Knowledge has the right idea. Yep, they're going, we're, but we're going to put them in the story mode, and we're going to learn that they have a tragic story too. You know, how sad. That's how stories Carry work. Carry on. Uh, in general, I think I'd prefer if this had a bit more focus on story than the last two games. I'd agree. Uh, Octo yeah. expansion actually seemed pretty pretty cool, but both games' base campaign were too basic. Just some kind of neat plot twist or two. You know. I would be happy with a, an entirely single-player Splatoon game, which I know is blasphemy because of Splatoon. How dare you? Yeah, because Splatoon is a very popular franchise because of its multiplayer. I really think that the, the stuff they've done for the single-player, while it is basic, is such a good starting point. Yeah. To have I, I just think the, the mechanics of Splatoon, are, they they would work really well with like a Mario-style like yes. campaign, you know, like a, just a grand story mode of some sort. When I played the first game, I kept saying to people, it really takes me back to playing PS2 games, which isn't supposed to be derogatory, but like it just takes me back to when, you know, they. It reminds just... me of Dreamcast games. Yeah, I don't play. That, 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 that the bad controller. Before, before games were so, like, focused on being graphically, you know, important and being set right. in real places, when people were just, like, ball to the wall crazy, like, yeah, let's just have. You know, people do crazy things and fly around in midair and like Ratchet and Clank, that kind of thing. Splatoon very much reminds me of Ratchet and Clank with the shooting and the, you know, the dodging around and the grinding on things and things like that. Um, yeah. So yeah, a more single player focused one, maybe of like more of a world to explore. And it's instead of being level by level, it's like there's like a hub world or, you know, there's all kinds of things that can happen. But yeah, I think I, I agree that there should be more single player. All right, we're closing in on the, the we're right. on the, the last half of this comment. <laughs> Otherwise, I think having three game modes, as you seem to seem to suggest, is probably a good idea and fits with the number three theme. The game should no doubt That's have why he said three players because it's uh... three. And also, E three this year, every single cult game was three players. I mean, true. There was a lot of that's um, the twist he's talking about. That's the twist right there. It's in the comment. Yep. He'd say, I mean, he said, you'd have, what? You'd have your standard turf war, I think he means, and yes. ranked games will count all of them as one. Salmon run and something else new. I'm not sure what. A battle royale sounds neat, but I feel it would have two problems. Okay, well, I guess we're going, we're going to have Carry this up. all Carry one up. giant section. One, Splatoon matches have only ever had up to eight players in a match, and actually... That's true for any other Nintendo game I can think of. Smash Bros. Ultimate can have up to 32 players on a server at once, but I don't think... Uh, Mario Kart... Has yeah, Mario Kart, Mario Kart has 12. Um, yeah, that's 12. More than 8 over... Ever play at once. I have to wonder if Nintendo has the capacity for a huge number of players in a match when they've never dealt with that as far as I can remember. And True. if it would be wise for them to try, um, I think that the fact that third party games have breached this number, like, you know, like Call of Duty games have been on Nintendo platforms. Yeah. So it's possible. It's just not something that they're doing. Yeah. Um, so I don't know about all that. Yeah, if, I don't think, like, a lot of people were talking about doing DLC for Splatoon 2 and make that Battle Royale. I don't think yeah. that would work. 
I mean, it could theoretically if they gave us like a freaking 15 gigabyte piece of DLC where it's basically a game. It could they could do that. If they um, combined the two these two ideas, so they had like a more single player focused Splatoon two, uh, Splatoon three, and by that I mean have it entirely single player, and the only multiplayer mode being the battle royale, it gives them more time to focus on it, and it means every time you go online, you're jumping into a hundred player game and playing battle royale. Same with you know, uh, not Apex Legends. What's the Blackout? Call of Duty Blackout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same yeah. thing. Like, and I, folks, I don't, I don't think that they would do a hundred. You know, maybe like at at most like thirty. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. See them doing something like that. I still have still being able to fit in the whole turf element to it. Maybe of being able to only move through certain colors of ink and then being able to track people by their ink and things like that. It's still, maybe having teams of four. So that you then have less ink colors, so you're not like right. So it's not just like you you have teams of one and some of two and three and four, and then yeah. they all have different colors of ink. Yeah. <laughs> like that would be wild. Mm-hmm. So still limited in that way, but just make I it more than start, just. Sorry, I'd rather start commenting on his second point about not being good numbers anyway. I think Splatoon. Is quite oh, I, we didn't even read that part. Yeah, but yeah, his, sorry, his second point says, I'm not sure it would get good numbers anyway. We're talking about a secondary side game like Samurai, but Battle Royale usually needs a lot of players. Maybe they could make this work and just have really small, like 20-person Battle oh. Royale. Uh, but I don't know how they do it. So, yeah, that's my complete thoughts about what I think Splatoon 3 would be like. Very- thought <laughs> it was very complete but i mean i disagree with that i wholeheartedly disagree with that big ip because players. it is a giant game like mm-hmm. even by like the genre standards you know because like fps i mean well uh third person shooter that genre is giant you know like they usually sell pretty well exclusive multiplayer focused game that has like six million players that's pretty big and it's japan's biggest switch game more than that i just is it this 8.7 million units wow that's huge and that was that was what as of april so maybe this last splatfest could have bumped some numbers up or you know it's always selling in japan so yeah, that, that game is going to cross 10 million by the time it's all said and done. Yeah, I think so too. So that's that's a, that's a massive franchise. There's no yeah, way in the world they can't full, fill a, a And especially if they make Battle Royale like a focus mode, there are going to be people that want to play it, people that want to, you know, Fortnite's huge because not only because it's free, but because it's jump in, jump out, play with your mates, things like that. If they can get that right in a strong IP like Splatoon with elements of Splatoon that people like, you've just got a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a recipe for success. It's just waiting to be plucked. That's it. Yeah, 100%. That was a great comment. Thanks again for knowledge. That was really good. That was that was long. It gave you lots to think about. Agreed. I like long yeah. comments because it shows that you put just as much thought into the subject that I did. Sometimes it's even yeah. So I like that your um, people, your fans, put a lot of thought in and they like to interact and things. It's very nice. Yeah, we encourage this sort of thing here. Because that's the point of the video, you know, like at the end of the day, I know like everybody's going to say that. Everybody's going to say like the point of my videos is to get you to comment because like they want you to comment. But like literally the reason why I made the show the way that it is, is because I want people to tell me what they think about the thoughts that I had and like the concept of the video overall. Um, And then we discuss them. Exactly. Excellent. So I'm glad that people embrace that. It's cool. 
Uh, speaking of embracing that, Grimhane completely embraced it, and he gave a long comment. <laughs> but it's not as long, so Grimhane, you know what? Grimhane, you gotta step it up. You know what I mean? Because uh, gives knowledge over here is breaking you over the coals, wiping the floor with you. I'm afraid, Grimhane. Rip, Grimhane. Uh, but Grimhane says, I don't like seafood. It's too briny. I have Splatoon too. <laughs> uh, I have no idea how many hours I have in, but it's probably less than Zelda or Super Mario Odyssey, despite getting them within a relatively short period of time and not going crazy in either Breath of the Wild or Odyssey. I didn't get all the seeds nor all the moon moons. I almost said moods. I don't know why. For example, uh, what would get me to even think about getting Splatoon 3? And <laughs> let me be clear right now, they could announce it at $10 and I wouldn't touch it. Is yeah. a much improved single player mode. Yeah. We're talking even more than the difference from Splatoon 2 to the Octo expansion. I want a fully fleshed out single player game. In addition to that single player, in addition to that single player modes, which teach you the objectives of the various multiplayer modes. I've gone into detail on this before, and I really don't think it's a complicated concept. Teach me how to do what the mode wants me to do in an environment which doesn't rely on friends coaching me through it so that when I, when I play with them, I don't feel like a total anchor aside from my actual skill in the game. With Splatoon 2, I feel like an anchor because I don't know what to do outside of a turf war. And because of that, I don't like playing, which of course impacts my ability to improve. The whole thing becomes a downward spiral, which leaves me dissatisfied with the game. I'm jumping in there because that's a good point. Um, the ranked modes are, they, for such a large focus, really do just feel like tacked on. Not that they're not supported, they don't make new ones, but they, they don't teach you how to play them really. Mm -hmm. And it's like something that's quite a high skill level. They're very unique. Right. Because um, like they have missions but... in the single player for turf war, yeah. basically. Uh, but they don't do... And, and that's like the easiest thing to understand is turf war. Like you don't yeah. even have to understand combat in Splatoon to be good at turf war. When the game first came out, Splatoon 1, that is, there was only turf war. That yeah. was it. Until we, we, we reached a certain level cap, I'm pretty sure that's how that worked. Yeah. It was only turf war. That sold a game was tough for. Um, and yeah, to some people, that's all it is for this reason. Yeah, I play. I the reason the game is more tough for the rank to me is because of the multiplayer options. The fact that I can't leap into a, a ranked mode with my mates. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is like a complicated thing because it's like turf war is the easiest to just jump into a game. With and I don't mind playing against my friends in turf war because it's like, haha, you lost. Yeah, well, true. On to the next one, whereas ranked is but like, I know, like oh, Bob, like Bob, he doesn't like Splatoon as much or at all, I guess, because of that. Like because of the fact that he can't be on the same team as me all the time. Because he's trash. And really, that's why though. Because no, he's trash and he wants to win. Because <laughs> your best buddies and he wants to play with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. We all know that's not true. That's wholesome, Bob. You're a wholesome man. Don't, don't. 
don't lie to me to my face. About <laughs> uh, but then Grimhand continues and said, then there's the nitty gritty of organizing weapons and gear. Nintendo, please stop acting like a five-year-old and just dumping it all in one bin. Let us organize it, style of weapons, sets of gear, etc." Some of this may be there now, but I'll be damned if I have even the slightest urge to check. <laughs> this is, of course, in addition to the things you've laid out in this video, especially letting us play with friends. It's only been Nintendo's mantra, 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 Ma uh, mantra. Which one is it for this? Gen I know what the word is, but like, how do you say it? Uh, for the generation, it'd be nice. I would say mantra. Okay. It'd be nice if they started living up to it with their own games. I mean, to date, I think the best way to play with friends, uh, I think the best play with friends game is either Smash or Mario Kart 8 for ones released by Nintendo. And yet those still have pretty basic flaws in their online play. True. Though Mario Kart 8, I feel, does a better job overall with online play. This is true. Splatoon is such a strong... Um idea such a strong series of ideas such a strong series of modes so many cool things that are wasted by on, on bad infrastructure and bad you know like oh the things change every two hours you can't pick your apps with your friends which i get in a way because it means that in the first game it meant that people could always get in a game it was you know it was a risky new ip to do that you couldn't have try and have people picking their favorite maps and leaving other people that can't play the game now Mm -hmm. um, Splatoon, we knew it was a success. Splatoon 2 has been a huge success. They didn't have to do it that way. Yeah. Um, and the same with thing with playing with friends. It's still hard. You can't like get in a team of four and play other teams of four. Um, yeah. And they, they like try to like pass it off as like a cultural thing, you know, where it's like, you know, like it's the type of thing that we want to serve to you rather than you having this like all you can eat buffet sort of situation. Yeah. Um, I don't buy it, and I think they should just. They've got gold in their hands, and the thing, the thing that it is, is it's, it's still making them more gold. So why mm -hmm. would they change it? True. Uh, I don't know. I think it would make it more successful worldwide. Um, I think that that approach works for Japan. Yeah, yes, it's sold mostly in Japan. Sure. Yeah, but if they if they allowed more customization and like let people play the way that they want to play, I think it would resonate more. Absolutely. In other countries. Mm -hmm. so now we're on to shorter comments that are just about fish mostly nice, or, nice. Or seafood. Nice comments. uh so james malpas is that how i say that that's how i'd say it says i love some fish and chips but also give me all the sushi james i agree with you i love fish and chips too it's in my blood it's in my heritage i don't know where you're from james um Clearly, he's from, from the UK because you like fish and chips. Then I'll thumbs up to you. Is this the guy that had to explain fish and chips? Yes, one hundred percent. Yep, <laughs> that's why I pulled this because yeah. I was like, I have a resident expert on the podcast. Might as well talk about this <laughs> comment, James. Thank you very much for that comment. It's it's the only thing that's made me uh, realize that we are better than the US. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's just perfect. Thank you. Uh, so is it sour cream and onion chips that are with fish and chips? You is it barbecue chips? To, you need to stop <laughs> butchering our language. Uh, Mark it's Andrews oh, go on, go on. said, hey, I like this video as much as I like prawns a lot. So I'm going to assume he's also from like the UK. 
Because you guys say shrimp, right? Um, no, because we don't just like, yeah, like prawns are a thing, but mm. like, I think that's pretty much just like the big ones. Yeah, prawns is pretty, pretty, you know, across the board. Everything that is basically a prawn, a shrimp is a prawn. Yeah. It probably, it probably is a UK comment. Hi, um, Mark Andrews. It's a very British name, classic British name. <laughs> I like, uh, I like, I can eat prawns. I eat, I eat prawn cocktail. I'm not a massive seafood fan. So, same. Now, see, this is this is a perfect segue into some dude uh, named Park Lark. I don't know who that is. Uh, says, quote, do you like seafood, unquote? It's a hard question to answer. I probably fall in the same camp as many where it'd be a bit too broad to say 100%. I like most fish, but I don't love crab slash lobster. And I don't really want to try mussels slash oysters, etc. As far as my favorite, though, salmon is great. Sounds pretty good. I'll eat salmon. Fish tacos are also delicious. Never had a fish taco. Um, um, I've got a hint, by the way. If you ever want to read a comment in Parker's voice in your head and you're struggling, imagine um, like Kurt the Frog saying it, and then it's it's nearly Parker. <laughs> like, really nearly Parker. Like, in, that, in my head, I was like, I, I'm not going to attempt to do his voice. But that it made me feel like Parker was still with us by reading that comment in, in Kurt the Frog's voice. <laughs> Rip. 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 Yeah, um, yeah I, I agree with you. I don't like, I don't want to try mussels and oysters. I don't really like crab and lobster that much. I'm also, I'm not that big on fish. I like cod. I like hake. I like haddock. I hate See, this is the thing that, and I, and I uh, replied to this comment before. I don't know about that, about it being a hard question to answer. Because like, if you don't like seafood, you know, you don't like seafood. And there's like a over, like overarching thing of like seafood has like this, like, you know, like, seafood yeah it's very much so seafood you know like they all have like a a through line of flavors there's differences obviously but there's a through line for sure um so i think generally if you're if you're to the point where it's like you know it's really broad you like seafood (laughs) like because most people that don't like it just don't like they don't want to deal with it don't like but you probably like seafood as a whole yeah I mean, no, I don't like it as a whole, but I like parts of it. But yeah, no, you're wrong, Parker. Also, <laughs> uh, we're not talking about Parker's video, but the Parker uh, fabricated uh, lies um, on his what video. What didn't happen? And he said, uh, he, he put a comment, it's, it's former President Obama. <laughs> so not, not the President Obama that exists, but the one before him. Uh, it says, wow, Parker. That was the best video I've ever seen in my life. Thanks for what you do. Best of luck at being the gamer of the century. Gamer of the century. Uh, this coming from the guy that has been ducking playing games with us for forever. Yep. We've been playing games for years now at this point. How many <laughs> games have we played? We played thousands of hours of games, Max. And Parker was- hasn't played a single one. I have never once played a game with Parker. Never saw Parker play a game. No, does he even play games? He does he even know what a game is? And he talks about hardware. Never seen him play a game. Never saw him play a game. Not yeah. a single time. Mm-mm. I want to do Q and A. Striker Wait, XL. That wasn't. Who's Parker's best friend? Uh, oh, says, oh no, no. Well, yes, but no. Says, oh no, we didn't ban Parker because I everybody Parker rip, you know. Rip Parker. People really want Parker. What this comment has done here is made me feel really unwelcome. 
How dare you make Max feel unwelcome? Can't believe it. Do you know, I, do you know, I, saw, I saw this comment because it was on the Discord, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, you said, oh, yeah, you know, Robert Max from Loot Pots. Um, what questions do you have? Then I saw this directly underneath it. It was just, oh, no. <laughs> wow. Damn <laughs> So you've just ripped my feelings. Oh, ah, man. Oh, man. Now you're going to turn Max into a supervillain Spider-Man <laughs> style. <laughs> I'll be the Doctor Doom to your fanatics for... Grimhain says... With the shadow drop of Doom 1 through 3 on Switch, do you think we're going to see an up to... Oh, this is who said it, not Parker. Yeah, okay, I did think I'd seen this, but I thought it wasn't on Parker's one. Okay, and Bethesda games coming to Switch. Answered yes. I, I mean, I never thought... Like, I wouldn't say uptick, because I think that Bethesda always is thinking in the back of their head, can we put this on Switch? <laughs> like, I think they're one of the only studios that actively think they that. very consistent as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. Oh, they've gone. This is on Switch. This They're is easily the most supportive uh, third party. American third party. Yeah, but Very like we don't count Japan because like it's not it's not a choice for them, really. Because <laughs> yeah. like, what are you going to do? Not put a Japanese game on the yeah. biggest Japanese platform? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, also, he continues and says, why didn't you take advantage of the Minecraft co-stream to stream on Twitch? It was a disaster. I got to figure out what's going on with my computer. It's a it's a whole thing. Because, like, apparently, according to Elgato, I have the recommended specs, but my computer acts real dumb when I, do, when I stream stuff and also have Discord open. It's a nightmare. I don't know what a Minecraft co-stream is, but why don't you plug it so that people- we streamed Minecraft yesterday? Well, uh, but Thursday on twitch.tv slash Fnatic Four Wolf Den in Madry Bread. Uh. Also, that cyber channel, I'd assume it might be Guy. I think it's channel though on Twitch. Uh, it was fun. We had a good time. Um, so we'll probably do. We'll, we're definitely going to do it again. I don't know if I'm going to stream my perspective because it's a nightmare. I probably got just gotta buy like a. I'm probably just gonna buy like a PC just to stream because I don't like Windows, but it's a necessity only yeah. for streaming. <laughs> I'll come play some Minecraft sometime if there's a if there's a space. I don't want to. I don't want to tread anyone's toes. But, I mean, know. there's there's I'll space play. in the game. I don't know about the stream. Though. Well, there's space in the stream, but like for the squad stream thing because it's four people. But I we could see if you could join the game. You'll just stumble upon my world I've been building for the last like hour you've been streaming. There's nothing little house. Yeah. We got our own world. Dan built a nice big old house. And I have a room and has windows. <laughs> we, got a, we got tables on our roof. We, we made a nice old big old cake. And Dan got offended because I brought an apple. <laughs> or maybe that was my dry bread that got offended. Somebody got offended that I brought an apple, but like it was just in my hand. You know what I mean? These streams need to need to be put on YouTube. So people can watch them back, unless they are. In which case, go on watch Twitch. Watch the archive. Twitch.tv/slash Wolfden or Dry Bread. Probably Wolfden though, because that's easier to to spell. <laughs> yeah. Um. And Grimhand continues and says, "What's up with the slanted hype machine from Nintendo?" They plastered certain games, Fire Emblem, for example, all over social media for months before it dropped. But they barely whisper about other games, even within two months of release, specifically Damon X Machina. Yeah, um, is getting strange. I uh, think attention. this game specifically, like Damon X Machina, they don't as much feel responsibility to promote it just because yeah. it's not their game. They're publishing it. 
but it's marvelous that's developing it. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. It's, it's again, it comes up at every E3 and Direct and stuff, mm-hmm. but maybe they don't want to confuse the you know, confuse the message by promoting Astral Chain and that game at the same time because yeah. it's two new IPs. When Astral Chain's out of the way, they might then start going, let's just harp on the Demon X Machina. But it's interesting because Demon X Machina has like the more fully featured like collector's edition. It's mm-hmm. got the steel, it's got the statue, it's got the art book, all of that stuff. Um it's interesting that they haven't, you know, they're obviously putting their money, their marketing money into different places. Mm-hmm. Um it could also be but it's, it could it's be just a strategic thing with like the quality of the games, you know, yeah. because like, you know, they have mock reviews and stuff like that before actual reviews come out. So they know like how people are going to receive these games. Maybe they just have more confidence in Astro Chain than they do Damon X Machina. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's to do with niches as well. Maybe certain games are too niche to give wide marketing like they have Fire Emblem, which is, you know, proven itself to not be a, a niche. Right. Like it went from being like a, a D list Nintendo franchise to being A easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Sorry, I'm, I, if it sounds like I'm like nails talk, but nose is really filling up. <laughs> My sinuses are really blocked right now. Man, you you just in shambles. You you're sitting in in the heat of the heat wave, and now you're sick. Brick building. All right, you're going to be the next rip. You know what I mean? Rip yeah. next next week. Yeah, rip me. So from Twitter, I'm just going to say people's Twitter names because it's just easier that way. And hey, you know what? If you like their question, you say, this sounds like a cool person. You can follow them on Twitter. Give them a follow. Uh, 721077, spelled S-E-7-E-N-2-1-0-7. <laughs> says, why did you murder Parker? What did he do? Uh, you know what? Parker, Parker uh, made that decision for himself. Don't put that on me. Don't implicate me in this. He left himself. He went out for a pack of smokes. Jesus and he <laughs> came back. Uh, what he said. That cyber guy who's also Dan, who also streamed the Minecraft stream, you should subscribe to him on all the things. Said, did Parker finally die from his theoretical love of pears? Turns out Parker's allergic to pears. So that's <laughs> perfect. He's, he, he really did just sort himself out by last week bragging about his love of pears. And then uh, anaphylactic shot, got him, boom, gone. Rip, dude, you should have stuck to your favorite treat snack or whatever you called it. Uh, Bring your pen away. At Parker Deal, some dude, I don't know who he is, says, uh, how do you live with yourselves? Also, what is your greatest achievement in gaming? I live with myself in a way that you don't, by being alive. Um, uh, my greatest achievement in gaming is getting Pokemon Trainer into Elite Smash. What's up? <laughs> what is funny? achievement in gaming i'm probably gonna say it's that when when what was that game that we that one time that you beat me in smash did you beat me in smash brothers i never (laughs) use that as an opportunity to brag about how you (laughs) you knew what you were doing (laughs) Um, it's probably when gato rivoso came out uh, i found that secret and i was like this is mental i posted on twitter and was like dude like the guys one of the first men to find that they were like yeah and i was like cool and they were like but did you find the other one and i was like oh you mean this one, I showed him a picture, and they were like, "Yeah, you're the man." I was like, "Yeah, I know. I think that's probably that probably yeah. is that one great achievement in game." Um, I don't know, probably like probably the Pokemon related or something. I don't know. Like I said, Pokemon Trainer Elite Smash, and also beating Max. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I'm world renowned for being good at Smash Brothers. Obviously, I mean you were you were talking a big game. You're like I'm pretty good at Smash Brothers. Okay. Yeah, my my mouth's bigger than my. Like, oh yeah, you're you're good at Smash Brothers. Well, let's fight. <laughs> what a weird sentence. My mouth is bigger than my hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. Uh, Eric underscore Henley on Twitter says, why does Parker at Parker Neal have the best food opinions? Wrong. False. This is why Rip Parker. Uh, Haha, really though. What new innovations would you like to see in a future Nintendo console, whether it be Switch 2 or called something else? OLED screen. That's not innovation. Ah. Uh, well, for Nintendo, it would be. Uh, what innovation would I like to see in a future Nintendo console? That is a very good question. Um, Not my job to know what innovation what is, is it? Like that's what the point of innovation, right? That's true. Right. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to be something akin to motion, where it's like it makes certain games work better. Like Splatoon, like motion in Splatoon completely changed how I think about shooters because before I was like, I don't care about shooters. But yeah. now if they have motion aiming and it feels like Splatoon does, I'm down. Me was my me was Metro Prime three on the Wii. That, that I haven't played that much of that game. I played I never owned it, played a little bit of it uh at a friend's house and that's it. But I'll play it when they release it on Switch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah good one. Uh how dare you how dare you probably something like just out of the ordinary something that's like i love the weird stuff i love like the ir camera that's yeah, dope it's stuff yeah maybe like something 4d like like the ir the ir camera like geolocation like a light sensor like do you remember that golden sun was it golden sun that wasn't Golden Sun. There was a game, a Game of Arts game that had a solar sensor on it, and then you went out of the day and you charged it up, and it did something in the game. I don't think I ever knew that. It, it's real. Look it up. Someone yeah, in the comments, please tell me. Go tell us in the comments so we know what the game is that he's talking about. Please. Uh, F Zero Kid says, "Real question," because he asked, uh, "Are you going to post this on a community post?" And I'm like, "I'm way ahead of you, bro." Oh, Yes, yeah, it's Falcon. Uh, it says, real question. Who makes the thumbnails for our video or for our channel? They always look good. My favorite is the surprised AJ on the Pokemon Sword and Shield finally making some big changes, question mark, episode. Um, same photo every time and just put a different background on it. I thought it's the same photo of you. Just being shocked every time. Uh, no. Uh, I make, I'd say, 99.5%. Of the thumbnails on a channel. Uh, sometimes Justin does like some stuff where it's like, uh, if it's like a more like graphic designer y, like neat custom graphics of some sort situation, Justin does it. Like the Pokemon one that you're talking about, Justin did that. Uh, the foreground, like the drawing of me with the, you know, like that whole thing. drawing. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, this is, I don't know which video he's talking about. Yeah, 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 never mind. Yeah, you're talking about the one with the drawing. So yeah, Justin did that one. Um, but like the last thumbnail, I did that. Um, he did the switch console, my video that I did, the 24 minute long video. He did that thumbnail. That was a cool thumbnail where it like split the two. Thing it was here. dope. It was dope. But usually, like even with those thumbnails, 
I'll give him like a general direction of like, I want it to look like this. I just don't, I'm just not that good at or good enough at Photoshop, I should say, to do the thing that I want to do cleanly. Um, and he went to school for that. So he just yeah. more prepared to do something like that than I am. It's good but, to have an expert on board. Right. So generally I make them. Uh, thumbnails earlier on, like I'd say like early last year, um, Bob helped me with a lot where I still made them, but I'm like, hey, look at this thumbnail and tell me if it sucks. And he's like, uh, this usually he tells me just bump up the saturation. That's usually always Bob's uh, critique. It's like bump up the saturation. <laughs> YouTube community post questions. Miles Harrison says, how do you guys feel about the new Marvel Ultimate Alliance game? Uh, I like it. It's a fun game. We talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. Yes. I would like to play some more of it. Yeah, we should do that at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Meech says, I kind of want to buy Fire Emblem, but I hate supporting the season pass model. Did you guys think, uh, wait, do you guys think I'll be missing out by only getting the standard edition? Um, I'm getting standard edition. I have never bought a game with a season pass and then played the season pass content except for Breath of the Wild. It, the game is complete. It's usually when you finish the story and whatever else. I think the deal is usually going to be like stuff to bring you back. And when I finish a game a lot of the time, I'm just like, that game is done. Like, other than the when I bought the Marion Rabbids DLC, that was like, it's like a it's like a sequel. So I was like, that's worth buying for me. But a couple right. of extra a couple of extra costumes doesn't do it for me. So I think you're yeah. fine. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I would say like, if you really like this game and you play it and you're like, this is a great game and I'm done with the game and I want to play more of it, but I don't want to replay what I already played, then it's worth getting. Um, but I wouldn't just upfront buy it. It's not really. Yeah. Did you have interest by the Ultimate Alliance season? Uh, no, I'll probably reach out to Nintendo and be like, "Yo, let me get that." But I think it depends on more of the characters. I don't yeah. really I'm a big Marvel Knights guy. If they do good X Men, if they do good Fantastic Four, and if they have story chapters as well, seventeen. Yeah. Pounds. That's the that's the biggest thing for me is if they do more like missions and stuff like that. I don't really yeah. care about the the if there's more interactions. Like like we said earlier, it's more about the characters and the comic books. If they do more interactions, they do more story stuff, then yeah, that's well worth it because it's just more of the stuff I actually like and less of the you know, Infinity Gauntlet stuff, whatever they're called. Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity Challenges where you're bashing people because yeah. prefer the interaction of the story, you know, that's the point. Agreed. And that's the last question. Well, actually, we do have one other question. Oh, wait, yeah, we do. Bob put one in here. And I thought I copied it and put it in here, but I guess I didn't. So I gotta go on Twitter. It's this is gonna this is gonna really tip us over the edge. Okay. Bob says when teleportation is invented and a person is successfully broken down into atoms and resembled somewhere. Reassembled somewhere else. How will you know that their consciousness is made? It, that their consciousness has made it. What if they act the same, but really it's an empty husk of a human? Would you teleport yourself? Fan of the show. <laughs> He's really turned the in the works because I was about done with the thinking. Um. Okay, let me let me read this question again in my head. How you know the consciousness made it? What if they act the same? Would you teleport yourself? So the question is, well, no, okay, the question answers itself. So 
so the question is basically like if you would like if teleportation was a possibility but it was like ambiguous whether or not you're teleporting yourself mm. more and more so like killing yourself and re-emerging a new version of yourself would you still do it well then well the question is then if you if you if you're an empty husk of a human right uh, Hang on, what do you mean? If it, oh, this is really exciting. So, like, you, Just you, still, you look like you and you sound like you, but you're doing things with no purpose behind it. Like, you're doing it just because. Oh, you're just describing my life, AJ. <laughs> you're describing what I do. Well, Max already did it. So, <laughs> that answers it for him. At some point. Um, I would not, I would teleport myself if it was safe, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. This is a, this. This seems like a question about souls. It seems, <laughs> it seems like what you know when they teleport, the person might be the same, but their soul. Where's their soul gone? It's free. Uh, I wouldn't do it unless you know, like uh, my favorite restaurant wasn't on DoorDash or something. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> like man, I I really like my soul, but I want I want some Shake Shack or something. Well, perhaps um. It'd be handy for like, oh yeah, I can't play a quick game of Smash Brothers, and I'll come over there because I don't actually need a soul for you to be. Yeah, in it's true, so. true. Also, E three, you know, like you save a lot of money on E three if you can just teleport there. Um, and people that go to E three don't have souls. You joking? Yeah, exactly. you kidding me? You can't, you can't have a soul and be E three. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Bob went to E three. So yeah. there you go. That's why he asked the question. Exactly. Because he said fan of the show, and this show is draining. So. Of course, obviously. <laughs> you know what? The requirement for being on this on the show is one soul. Do you didn't know that? Oh well, I'm gonna. I mean, you already gave it. You've been on the show before. I've been here before. You now own my soul. Yes, legally. <laughs> Thanks for the comment, Bob. You've really messed with my head just before bedtime. Thanks, Bob. Uh, talk to you on Sunday. Tell him okay. Uh, Max says bye. Um, <laughs> that's it for this show. Max was here. Max will not be here next week because Rip Max. Yeah, you know, sweet. But before I do explode into a million pieces and disappear into the ether, like teleportation works. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. check us out on loopos.com and visit our YouTube channel loopos.com where we have a corny video by our Pixel Park that is a massive forty-seven minute breakdown of the Breath of the Wild two trailer. A lot of effort put into it. A lot of detail. Cool logo thing that was on. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Who did that? Huh? Who did that? Who made that? I think I did that one. Did that himself. Dope. Strong. Strong. It's a good video. I think forty-seven minutes long. There's also a new Dream Daddy Let's Play series. It's just gone up where Steve and Pete um, play the game and have a lot of laughs together. It's a lot of fun. They're going to be doing that for the next foreseeable future. Uh, We have our own podcast. It's less interesting than this one because I'm not on it. but we have our own podcast, and that's good. Yeah, check us out, bluepost.com. Follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at MaxLWright. And um, I'll come on again soon and discuss all of the favorite things about some, some Nintendo Switches. Yeah. That's the show. I hope you enjoyed it. You can follow me on Twitter, at AmacrayJR. It's linked in the description, you know? All that cool stuff. Check out the description. The description has great information. It'll keep you informed. If you don't watch our videos from this week, you should check them out at youtube.com slash 4 and do all the housekeeping stuff that I mentioned in the beginning. Okay, goodbye.